Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. All right. Something just occurred to me. <laughs> what? We're going to need another theme song. Oh. A different one. You're right. For and this, also which ha- is new. Hi. We haven't titled this. Someone said On Book, which I think is good. It's pretty good for the, the sequel to Off Book to be called On Book. Yeah. You know what I'm most excited for? What? Now when people open their podcast, there's going to be like, season two? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> The standard model of 300 episodes in your season one and, I don't know, approximately eight in season two. (laughs) Who, that voice you're hearing? That's Jessica McKenna. Okay, and that voice you're hearing? That's Zach Reno. I don't know what to call (laughs) this. Um, but I do know that we book, are book on book, 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 book. the improv- not improvised script the, the script. soul development of a musical, musical with Zach and Jess. Boom. Okay, and also <laughs> okay, you. Uh, we, we should say what this is, okay. and then 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 introducing our guest okay, will make great, more great, great. sense. This is not a musical episode. This is an episode where we. Okay, so here's what Zach and I are thinking. We write musicals. We don't just make them up, and we want to write a new one. I and want and you that, to be involved. Yes, and that. May come as a shock to many of you who are like you. You are the ones who improvise musicals. We actually have been writing them this whole time, but Hollywood keeps buying them a little bit and then saying and then, no, and then not quite giving them back. And, that, <laughs> and then we never have them back. <laughs> like they, they're like, we'll keep this. And we're like, but will you make it? No, no, no. But no. we will keep it. We will keep it forever <laughs> in our locked dungeon. But thank you so much for your time. But thank you so here's much for your time. Here's a medium amount of money. <laughs> That's being generous. But yes, here's a medium amount of money. I would say the median is medium. The median is medium. That's correct. One time we got a good amount of okay, money. Okay, actually the mean is medium now that I think I about can't, it. We can't do math. You promised me this was I not know, math. I know, you're right. Um, so, okay, here's what we're thinking. We want you to be a part of the writing process of a musical. We don't actually know how this whole project's going to look, how many episodes we're going to put out, when, how, and what they're going to feel like, but we know what this episode is. I don't, sorry, a quick reframing, and I don't know who I would be talking to right now, but in the event that this is the first episode of this podcast that you've listened to. I see you four dropout fans. Hello, four (laughs) dropout fans. We're so happy that you're here. Um, Which is to say that I know we have more dropout fans, but they found it earlier. Correct. They already have heard. This this episode is going to be unusual. Jessica and I have spent the last six years improvising a musical every week on this podcast that you're listening to now called Off Book. We have now sunset that. We'll still be doing like tours and stuff in the occasional episode, but this is our new thing where we write a music. Okay, the thing that you were saying now go. No, I love it. Okay, so because we have the best fans in the world, we want to write a musical that we know like feels very off book averse, feels born of the same ingredients that are all the things we love about off book. Now, would that happen if we just wrote a musical? Yes, probably. But we've done 300 of these. We do not. And, and we know that there's stuff in there that we love 
And we know that there's stuff in there that keeps cropping up that we may not even recognize is something that we keep returning to. And so this episode is- The 300! The, the, That's the name of this episode. It's, called, it's episode 301, but it's called the three. It's called The 300! Yeah, it's all in caps. There's a bunch of exclamation points yeah. at the end. We can um, title it later as we usually do. We title it at a midpoint. Yeah, this midpoint may be two hours in because this is going to take a long time because we are going to go over every single episode of the- th- 300 episodes of off book to be like, what stood out to us? What, what can we take here that we potentially want to put into our new musical that we're writing? And then we'll make, we'll develop and hopefully record, uh, not hopefully, and we'll record a cast recording and then hopefully a company won't be able to lock it behind in a little dungeon. We'll own it. We'll own it. We'll own it forever. And we'll actually make it. That's Um, right. And to do that, there's going to be writing. And every time you're writing, you got to have a writer's assistant. <laughs> Backstory. Remember how Jessica and I said we every wrote songs. Every time you write. Every time you write. If you don't have a writer's assistant, don't you dare start writing. You're not a writer. You're not a writer. <laughs> okay, so uh, Zach and I had the great opportunity to write um, for two seasons of Baking It, Find It on Peacock. We have Bird Awards for it. We have big awards. We brought them into the room with us to sort of channel the vibe. We have big, heavy statuettes and if you, from the WGA, which is currently on strike, doing 50-something support, <laughs> solidarity. So many things at once. Okay, so um, uh, we wrote songs for that. I think a lot of you watched it. Thank you for watching. If you didn't, we we squeezed little songs into a baking show, yep. and it was a great experience. Everyone Shocking was, that it keeps happening. Everyone was the best, and one of the best is the writer's assistant, who is does millions of things more. Is a writer. Is, is a, a com- is a writer, writer and comedian. a comedian. Writer's assistant in that context. Correct. And writer's assistant in this context. <laughs> Correct. But also, our dear friend and genius, please welcome to the pod, Jackie, Jackie Riley. Riley. Oh, hello. You know what else I love about having you on this episode, Jackie, is that as far as I know, you actually don't care or know about off book. I have watched a couple episodes and I am a musical theater kid. So okay. it is on brand. All of this me. thing makes you perfect. It, yes. But you're, but you're like, I think you can be objective about it. I just unplugged my computer and caught the cord in there. It was really good. With this wild energy for, we haven't even gotten to the first episode. Also, we're sitting in the middle of my, uh, well, I have an open concept main room of my house. So it's just like the dining area. We're sitting in Jessica's cathedral. Yeah. It's got really high ceilings. So I hope the sound is okay. And I've made for Zach and I, um, Morgan and I's signature drink, the high volume G&T that we're drinking out of matching Yetis and you're having a seltzer. A little seltzy. A little hard seltzy. So, you know, this is a party. That's why I just want to set the time. The this, this is this is a long podcast episode, but primarily it's, it's a, a party. party. <laughs> the three hundred. The three hundred. Someone gets kicked into a well. <laughs> Should we try? Should we just go to kick someone into a well? No, just start. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, so we are literally going to talk through all three hundred episodes. Maybe we'll spend a lot of time on some, short on on others, and then depends the, on how much we remember. That's true. And then at, and we're at the end. We're going to have Jackie, who is taking notes, and I can see to my side that she's already have a couple bullet points, which I'm impressed. Okay, wow. She's really great at her job. <laughs> no surprise to me, but I'm still delighted to see. Um, we're gonna put it into a word cloud generator. And we're just going to like riff on, okay, these are the themes of off book. And some of you are thinking 300, that's a lot to do in one podcast episode. And to that, I say, yes. We'll see. <laughs> yes. Okay. Zach, what the very first episode, I think we all know. Yes. Shrugging Destiny, episode one, guest Paul F. Tompkins. That's right. I'm going to be using the wiki here to sort of dive into stuff that we do. I uh, The wiki has many incredible editors who have put an insane amount of information into it. Um, I'm currently sourcing your names to give you all credit. 
at the end of the episode. But thank you so much. Um, okay, sorry, riff for That's a okay. second. Okay, okay. Dragon um, Destiny with Paul F. Tompkins. Okay, so this episode involved um, football twins. It involved uh, people to- not liking their kids doing musicals. Tokyo drifting. There's a couple shirts that came out of this episode. Dang, dang, dang. Dang, you, you know. Yes, there was a. You have to crush a kid's dreams, dreams. to make them to let them fly. So I think it open. It might not open, but eventually, like parents go see their kids in a musical, and they're like, "Uh oh, this is bad." So. Because there's a lot, like we're obviously, we can't recap everyone that we, I mean, maybe we can, I don't know. I I guess my thought was like, without even looking at the wiki, what are the things that like, what do you hold on to about this Dang, 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 you know, football twins. And sometimes you got to crush kids' dreams. And I think like the idea of parents and children, which I do know is like one of our themes. Parents and children for sure. Can we talk, can we, can we talk about the idea about football twins for a second? I don't remember what that means. I just remember that there were football twins. And then some people were commenting on episode 300. I was hoping the football twins would come back. And I was like, me too. I don't remember what they did, (laughs) but I know that there were football twins. Did you play both of them? I doubtful. Okay. More likely that you and I played Played the, yeah. But I think, I think that what, what that to me is summoning is like (laughs) you and I like to take two group of people make them the same and then arbitrarily label them some give them a very broad identity and be like oh these guys they're the The football football twins twins. yeah that's here's what you need to know about them well we love playing the same pee in the pod yes and i think especially when paul well paul is obviously one of our all-time best guests but i think even as the show morphed as it went along i feel like we had this early idea especially where podcasts were at in 2017 mm-hmm. that we needed to make it about the guest right so i feel like a lot of the early episodes especially we would try to encourage the guest to be the hero and eventually i was like never mind i'm always the hero that's not 100% true however it is true that like that's a lot of pressure to put on a guest which oh, is something yeah. that we found out is much easier to take care of a guest when you're like do as much or as little like yes. people step into the spotlight by all means yes. one and we've had episodes with paul where he does that but as a rule we did scrap that at some point I think that so I think football twins would have definitely been you and me trying to like fill out like a world because I feel like it was like I can't I can't believe even the football twins did the musical and we were like yeah both of us play football and we are twins. Apparently there's a song here called No One Wants to Eat at Chipotle, which oh, is yeah. probably a sad song about some dirge about no one wanting to eat. Someone did an animatic Someone, of it. Yes, it was animated. This is like how, here's a reveal. We tried several times to pitch off book as a TV show. Oh yeah, we used that. And we used it because it, we were like, just animate what we do. Look, this fan did it and it's great. It's easy and it's funny and it works. That's we, another thing that we like doing is putting a brand in and making the brand overly. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people shy away from sort of like shining a light on a brand in their musical, we did the opposite. Yeah, and we do it, and we do it frequently. We we always like we have Panera shows up. I think over a and lot. over. Chili's. I think this was also a good example of something we do, which is. I don't think any central characters were involved in Chipotle. It was like, we could go to Chipotle. Yeah, we're right here. And then everyone was like, nah. And then someone was like, no one wants to eat at Chipotle. Oh, I think you're right. It's just anymore. like a guy. It's and a we, total and he tangent. never comes back. <laughs> this also has a couple times where we just follow the rhyme where I think there's something like, anymore it's me the singing floor (laughs) like there's some real like that's not what you would have that's not the choice you would have made if you weren't following a rhyme yes but it's then embraced and it and and it is a world that doesn't reject the idea that like it's muppet style and yeah anything can sing everything in the kitchen can sing all right episode two episode two this is Sham Wow Wow Wow. You didn't even need the wiki. well i remember how we launched you know mary holland interestingly not the first couple episodes we were 
recorded? Well, we recorded a pilot with Darcy that we eventually like put out another like internal pilot that never saw the light of day that was like truncated. And mm-hmm. then, and then we recorded these Paul. three was Paul, was Paul first? I think so. Okay. Paul and Mary got released on the same day, right. but I think Paul was technically episode one. It don't one. matter. Sham, wow, wow, wow. I remember basically... Wetzel's Pretzels. I remember They're Wetzel's amazing. Wetzel's Pretzels, and I think it's at the Chili's. There's a scene at the Chili's yes. with like three people. There's a ton- it's like takes place in a mall, and there's a lot of dynamics between like waiters, and it's, it's very much like a pretty small story <laughs> set in a mall. There's a song here called Gunter and Dieter, and that absolutely tracks. Yes. That's got strong football twins evil energy, though. <laughs> yes. Definitely playing, like, similar characters. And I feel like, for whatever reason, we're like, you know what foreign countries we can impersonate? Yeah. Germans. Germans. You know what won't get us canceled? German Germans. Germans, yeah. That's correct. And, uh... And I think, or just like unnamed country, vague European is a move we make often. Yes. You make Italian ones with your brave Italian heritage. Thank you. And the island of Sicily must support me. It can't <laughs> not. They're forced to. I don't, okay, I have no memory of what this, but there's a song called I Like to Go in My House. And then immediately there's a song called I Like to Go in My House Reprise. <laughs> Jackie, that's objectively good, right? I love a reprise. It's always a good time. I love a reprise Especially an immediate of one. a song called yeah. I Like to Go in My House. A down-tempo version of the same song. Uh, I, that is incredible. Um, I think it is something, though, that like you and I both have a essentially like a college musical theater training. Yeah. And a lot of the things that they tell you, a lot of the conventional wisdom about how to write musicals is like, here are the times when people sing. It's when they're at their emotional crux. That's when you do it. And then and then, then and there's that other thing that dancers will tell you. It's like when people are filled with emotion and in love, they sing. When people make love, they dance. Oh, dancers. <laughs> you're always trying to stay involved. Yeah, we get it, dancers. Look, you got cats. You're at the cast party, Cat- too. <laughs> um, but we posit that sometimes characters sing just because it's funny. Yeah, we really reject, like, why is this a musical? We're like, because it is. Because sometimes it's fun to sing. Um, and we still don't want songs that don't do anything, but they don't have to be, like, huge emotional high points. Sometimes they can be very funny. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in our adventure of half-selling a bunch of things to get locked in the dungeon, one of the, the things that we fight all the time is the, like, but why is it a musical, though? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, why is any movie a movie? Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's, a, it's an art form and we make it sometimes. Why do we have to justify this? Just, just let, let us, us sing. Let us sing. Yeah. Yeah. Great app. Great app. Great guest. Classic guest. Pillaging for your dreams. Okay, Drew, Drew Tarver. Tarver. Yeah, the, these, tree, these three, because I think we also like kept them out of the paywall for forever. They are really like cemented in my memory. Yes. This they, has the like... The Crazy Six. This, this is, has this has Walking Down the 101. Yes, this has Jeep Lifestyle. This has Jeep. I think someone. I think Blake Griffin is in this musical briefly. Yep. Um, Again, parents and children. The the Crazy Six are a group of men trying to assassinate one woman walking down the 101. Off book a, has, son, off a son. A son. There's a lot a of son, there's a, a lot son. of misgendering in that. That's song. right. You're you're playing a man in this episode. Yeah. A well, boy. I'm a, 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 me playing a young boy. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, there's a pirate ship. 
uh, but we misgender in that clip, right? In my head, there's like talk about like I see her, and that's why my brain logs that. Yes, you definitely do. Okay, and I'm like, yes. again, I'm his son. That's right. <laughs> a, cl- uh, a very standard like uh, an improv, improv, an improv fluff. Yeah. But yeah, that was, I think, the first time that I was like, what if I sang a really sincere song? And the Crazy Six made it really funny. Because I sing that, like a very, almost no jokes, like, that's right. yeah, I'm running down the 101. But in the background, you and Drew are like, I have eyes on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D- d- both adding comedy and destroying the fundamental reality we've set, which is this is a story about a child named Calvin who strives to be an on-court referee for the NBA after his father used his savings to purchase Calvin a Jeep instead of a Kia. Someone else has written this description. It's very good. But again, sounds like... <laughs> and then it says, status? Free. Honestly, yes, it is. <laughs> Wait, is, does this one have We Forgot That We Were Bears? This would have We Forgot That We Were Bears in it. Yes. So this is a this is a big, maybe the first animal appearance of, in Off Book. I w- yeah, not in an object, but maybe first animal with a bullet. A where bunch of ha- bears trying to figure out how to eat a bunch of pigs, <laughs> like in a weird, sneaky way. Yeah, where they're like, they're trying to hatch a plan and then they go, wait a second, we forgot that we were bears. Yes, and- which is emblematic of Off Book for two reasons. One, animals. Two, idiots. Yeah. Like real, like uh, there's also a song. What am I gonna do if I can't clipper? Which yeah. is I think they can't be on the clippers anymore. They yeah, have to go do something else. Yeah, oh, that's a great one. That's a good one. Yeah, those three stayed out of the paywall to like encourage new listeners for like years. They also and so ha- they're very very cemented. The recency b- bias is there too because I think the something that we have found is that like if you ask people what their favorite off book episode is, it's usually one of the first three they've listened to. Right. And uh, for a lot of people that start at the beginning, it's one of these first three. Right. Um. Amazing. I don't know if they are the best we've ever done. Maybe we peaked in the first three and then we're just on a Well, tail. I know that Brett would tell you they're not the best sounding. But yes, I think uh, I think our audio files in the, we can attest to that. And also just like adding more instruments and stuff. So I think like the sound yeah. of Off Book definitely got better. The comedy, who could say? Who could say? Have we learned anything in six years? No. I don't know. What would you guys say the genre of music is for these first three episodes? It's a great question. They're all, especially because they're only keys, they're all very, like, modern musical theater. Yeah, there's musical. There's not a lot of, like... um, And when they play in genre, they play in old musical theater genres. They play like... Dang, 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 you know, it goes like this. Dang, 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 you know. So whatever genre that is, that's what the genre was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would feel like musicals that could be on like the Broadway season in 1999, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like both some old revivals and maybe yeah. a, a couple fun. Yeah. But Scott's great at pulling genre, but it's a little limiting when you're just keys. Yeah. A hundred percent. Summer stock community theater. Yeah. I think that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. Like a season's worth, you know. Next, we've got Curses, Curses, Curses with Jamie Denbo. Oh, my God. Okay. This episode is funny for multiple reasons. Jamie Denbo, one of my f- absolute favorite people, a real wild card. Wild human being. Like, Lover to, love to death. We really throw that around too much, but she's a full wild card. She is like, oh, my God, I love her so much. She and I were on uh, in a show that I spent years not speaking ill of, but now will, um, <laughs> called, called Riot, where it was like, Wipeout meets Who's Line, even though they refused to let us describe it that way, even though that was the clearest description, where her poor husband, John Ross Bowie, like, injured his ankle for forever, where we did, like, crazy stunts, and they tried to, like, overly script short-form improv, and it was... I, 
It was like being in the trenches with these people. So I am bonded for life with Jamie. Was this one of your big first jobs? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My first, I was, yeah, it was like a series regular. I think it was my first, definitely first big job. It was like yeah. the beginning of 2014. Yeah. Um, and it was a whole, it was a whole ass season of a show. Yeah. Produced by Steve Carell, had many famous guests on it, was terrible. <laughs> like was fully awful. The first time. The first time an improv show has been hard to put on television. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Jamie's a wild card and she had so many, there was like people hiding in, in a bride dress in this. Uh, she talks about the stuff that comes out of your nipples when you're breastfeeding and, and how, oh, I f forget what it's called, but I remember she talked about that. But like sometimes there's like a thicker texture that comes out either before or after milk. And she was talking about that and she was like swearing up a, a storm and it was very sexual and very rated R. And her at the time, eight year old daughter was in the recording the whole time, grinning her face off, oh, like yeah. having a great time. I'm just trying to do the math of how old she is now. But uh, I, uh, and I know her name, but I guess I don't need to say it. I don't we need don't to out her out name. children. Yeah, don't out children. She's but she's like. But Actually, if you know it, docs. I was just texting with Jamie because she she texted me a photo of me and their son on the set of Riot and then a photo of him at his bar mitzvah. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh my God. But their kids are great. Jamie and um, John are sweethearts. But they're, they're, they're I remember I remember like, this is kids hiding in a wedding dress. There's a character in here named Barbara Ost Ostrom. Is Ostrom perhaps the name of the thing that we're talking about? Colostrum. Colostrum. There we go. There we go. Um, oh, this song, this, this one has a song called Sleeping with Barbara, which mm. I've had people tweet at me about before. That's a great song. There's also witches and it says children are our future, but never forget that ponies are also the future, the future for horses. That's true. Which is true. Well, actually I think ponies are their own breed. Which is also true. Yeah. Pony is both the name for a, a young horse and also a, a discreet yeah, brand of animal. Like Colt is a baby. Uh, 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 there's another one with an F. Uh, full, not full. full. Thank you. Mm -hmm. If you couldn't hear Jackie on the mic, she got that before. Full. Me. There you go. <laughs> a full. Next we have Leaving Your Heart on the Field with Betsy Sodaro. This is one of your dad's favorite episodes. Long time Michael <laughs> Reno favorite episode for a long time. It's unseated by an episode that comes up. Oh, I love but, it. But for a long time it was this. And I think for good reason. Um, this is one of the ones, like Betsy Sodaro. Extreme genius. Not our strongest singer we've ever had. But I don't say that as like a dig. She is so good on this podcast. She's so funny. She was also definitely like, I don't really sing. And we, we were like, like, we don't Don't care. worry about it. We, we just got launched you. You're so funny. And so it was like a great uh, proof of concept that we were like, we can fill in everything else around. Yeah. You just like bring everything else you do. And it, there's soccer in this. This is like a relatively small story. Yeah. Which is something that else that I think comes back to us, like that we come back to somewhat frequently, which we'll hit with another episode that I know is a favorite of yours way later. But like, this is just like a really small, I'm, I'm, hold on, let me click it while you talk about to see what else happened. It's about soccer. Um, the entire thing takes place at the end of a boys versus girls youth soccer game, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause that happens a lot. Uh, where girls, Vanessa, Janessa, this is another That's classic, classic off-book naming yeah. convention, <laughs> yeah. because it's easier to remember two names that sound the same than two discrete names, uh, and Carly faced off against Kyle, Lyle, <laughs> and, and Trent. Yep, those are all very off-book names. <laughs> and maybe find love along the way. Also, one of the refs is a bird. <laughs> Okay, there we go. I don't remember anything about any of our shows, uh, but this all tracks 100%. Yeah. Um, so the theme was like sports? Yeah, it was like a sports, like a 
like a 90s sports kids sports movie yeah very for sure like, it's mighty ducks energy yeah very mighty ducks energy yeah okay <laughs> there's a song called you can be in love at the pf changs and we do i think just the yellow oh we did yellow card it's a finale for this one. Oh right we used to do segments and then we sort of like got rid of them after this wasn't the segment oh uh, the segment was oh maybe it was this no yellow card is the finale we use it as the finale of the musical we just we and we've we've cited it several times but you love to get us into yellow cards ocean avenue i do let us get, love to get us into yellow cards ocean avenue and i don't know if that's because subconsciously i do that because yellow card played my high school they play have i i surely have told you're the story not the only right? socal kid i know who's who yellow card played their high school they played our high school they played the quad it was at lunchtime no one was paying attention yeah. to them my they friend, weren't they weren't there's a stage in in the middle of the they weren't on the stage my friend lucas who we confused a photo of the two of you uh, an hour ago from far away and from behind sure absolutely he has this exact same story did lucas and i go to high school together oh my gosh i mean you're pretty similar okay you both have great hair hey thanks and pit. you're both from Southern California. And that's that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, we've done the first five. How do you feel? I feel There's great. There's 300 of these. This is a... We're going to get in the middle where we go so fast. Okay, yeah. These early ones, they're like so carved. They're, into, they're, they're core memories. They're yeah. core memories. Yeah. Here's we, a core memory. First live show, Wolf, oh, Wolf Tuck, Tuck live yeah. with Darcy Carden and Paul Shear. This was a fun episode, but this was also first live show, UCB Sunset. It was like the podcast had barely launched, but we sold it out, which was like so awesome. We recorded this maybe right after the first couple episodes came out. Yeah. We sold it basically on, I feel like probably Darcy magic and to do. Paul. Yeah, magic to do. We were just like, come see this other thing. But this was the first... I, uh, this was like sort of a test for this podcast. Exactly. And I remember we were like feeling out, do we sit or do we stand? And I remember Paul kept standing and it was great. It is like ultimately what you and I do when we perform live. He, he stood at like a, at a, a huge moment at yes. the end. Yes. I also remember that Darcy's parents were there and they said, that's one of the best improv shows we've ever seen. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Cardin. Okay. Cardin. Sorry. No. Arrowkins. Arrowkins. That's right. Um, very sweet. With some deep Darcy lore. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's public knowledge. Um, yeah, her maiden name? I think so. I think it can be found. Arrow can. Her mom used to draw it on their lunch bags. That's right. She's got an arrow tattoo on one of her arms. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is this too much Darcy lore? You, look, we love Darcy and yeah, we know I things know. about her. I'm not going to hide can't, it. Can't stop us. She... Dox her. Try it. Go for it. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I mean, there was like a wolf man story. There was like a, you know, try to get the wolf but i really don't remember anything about this yeah thank you wiki again the, so what it says here is the plot of the show deals with the events of the town of wolfington a town with a cult history located next to a wolf sanctuary oh yeah because paul paul's in pop star with those wolves and so i think in our banter at the top and i also had just filmed a short film near the wolf sanctuary in the angeles national forest i'm sorry you dropped something yeah i sure did a short film <laughs> that i filmed with and i don't know if i said that at the time uh tom Payne, who you will recognize from jesus in the walking dead from way back in the day a very sweet man also. i don't like scary neither, but, I don't watch scary. It, but it's such a big show and he's a big part of it i'm That's pretty sure really cool i mean i feel like they're great actors on that it seems like a good show not for me um <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about this episode uh walking dead was not for us <laughs> um yeah more seminal for its live or more important for its liveness than i think its specific content run to you bride 
with Fran Gillespie. This is a great episode. This episode has, this is like a spy episode. There's yes, like, this there's is like, like a Russian big, spies in this one. And you have the, this is one of the, now you make me laugh all the time, but this is like the first time that I have a core memory of like losing my shit recording an episode mm-hmm. about the small cookie, whatever the like cookie <laughs> thing. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm sure it will be in the wig here, but it's a little small cookie <laughs> with the little soft jelly or something. Little small <laughs> cookie. Like it was because I feel like we did always still have this air of like, hey, there's a guest here. We need to like show that we're like in work in control of the ship. Musical improv is really intimidating. And this one, you started singing this thing and I was like, I'm out. I have to die. Yeah. Thank you very much. That makes me feel good that you say it. The song was called Little Hard Cookie with the Little Soft Jelly. <laughs> oh, this song has a good repurposing of a chorus. As I look at the track list, there's uh, Hell Yes, Because of the Dress is the opening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hell yes, because she's the best is the closing number. That's fun. I think this character may decide not to get married. Yes. I think that that's the sort of like twist on the chorus that we do. Yeah, Fran, so funny. Uh, you laugh at all the things she Fran does is, all Fran the time. Goes, oh yeah, when your dad's John Cena is in this one, because I think John Cena is someone's dad. That's great. Um, that's a good song. Oh, wait, no, you have a song... You have make a scene. You have the character that shows up to make a scene, which is fucking hysterical. It's just a woman whose whole thing is that she shows up in an area and makes a scene. I think I was in a bank. I feel like it was in a bank. Hello, I'm here. It's probably her, something like that. Her name is Valerie. I fucking knew it. Uh, <laughs> um, you knew it. That's a good one. Uh, I said it in my head. I didn't say it out loud. Spy stuff, repurposing choruses, side songs about a food. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is nature with Mike still. This episode is, I think, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of animals. Yes. And I think it was weirdly recorded earlier. Like I sort of remember that we like banked ones in weird order sometimes. Yeah, this one might've been banked. Wait, sorry. What was it called? Everything is nature. Everything is nature. Yeah. I'm seeing raccoon, crab, God, shark, the wind. Okay. Oh, Jesus. I- this one gets religious, I guess. Ranger Terry, the Holy Ghost. That sounds like me. Well, I mean, the Holy Ghost, Jesus, and God are here. So, like, this is an improv scene. Get in here. Everybody get in here. We're doing the Holy Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. But having a park ranger and having uh, Catholicism, I feel like that's my shit right there. I mean, I feel like this whole, the whole vibe of this is, is very uh, uh, park ranger. Marjorie Kershaw. Marjorie Kershaw. That's a comedy bang bang character. If you're a listener who doesn't dabble in both. And honestly, that's like... Wow, I'm so glad that we were finally able to reach outside the Comedy Bang Bang audience. That's right. Our only audience for the longest time. <laughs> Thank you for being there in the beginning, <laughs> Thank you CBB. for being there. Thank you for being there now. We love you. Um, all of our bin- business with Aaron Whitehead. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is big inanimate object. This is Flan. This is Flan and Stapler that fall in love. <laughs> C-3PO you and heard that. R2-D2 are in it. There's a bunch of cats. Yes. There are so many cats. And there's like a big building, right? It's all yeah, in like one. The, yeah. The CF, uh, all of our business. This is the official description. The feline robot desert office supply romantic musical. Say that again. The feline robot dessert office supply romantic musical. Uh-huh. 
Yes. Cats, desserts, and robots. Yes. Are all falling in love. And I remember a very tall, like, skyscraper. I think the building, I think we do a thing where we are like an elevator. Yeah, we keep going up and down and being like, well, this floor is all about this. By the way, we've now mentioned a couple things that have straight up happened in episodes of Play It By Ear, our dropout show recently, which is bit on an elevator and more serious song in the front with something stupid going on behind it. Yeah. Um, Both good things that I love and stand by. When people criticize tropes, I'm like, have you met tropes? Have you met tropes or tropes for a reason? We have tropes for a reason. (laughs) Have you met tropes? Have you met tropes? Is that the first merch from this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. And more importantly, we're launching our new line of merch here. Oh, Sean Matthew has come up with some great stuff. Yes. We have some new merch coming out that is sort of like legacy merch that gets- we're just going to keep it up and you can, we're trying to make it a little more evergreen. People came in with some great ideas that were like hyper specific and we love that. We invite you to make that on your own. Yes. <laughs> Please do it. We love it. So much meaner. No, no, no. But it's like, please make that. And because like you should put it out and everyone that wants to buy it should buy it. And we support that. Yes. We can't, we can't make it, but you should make it. We're making stuff that's a little more like, oh yeah, that thing they always say. Broad. Yeah. We're we're going broader. Um, The other thing that I meant to say at the very beginning, I forgot, but I'll say it now and I'll probably say it again later. If you are listening to this on the extremely sleepy baby feed or the Baby of Infinite Dreams feed, get back on the free feed. It's all coming to the free feed. We are at some point going to stop pushing episodes to that feed. I don't want you to feel left out. It's all free now. Yeah. By the time this comes out, let's say we will have also released the other episodes that were paywalled from before. Let's say it. Let's say it. We said it now. now it's done. We can't edit this. We can't edit this because Brett's not here. (laughs) Brett's not here. But Jessica did set all this up and then said, did we need Brett this whole time? (laughs) I did say that. JK, 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 JK. JK, Because we we had to call Brett to do it. Yes. (laughs) And borrow his equipment. (laughs) An excellent point. So we did not do this totally without Brett. Um, Love our special, special sweet Brett. Okay. it is a thing about you and I, though, is that once we do something one time, we go, is this easy? And are we masters of it? <laughs> do we actually know how to do everything? Despite the fact that we, like, <laughs> stepped over people's full bodies that had, like, <laughs> built the bridge for us and with their souls and corpses. <laughs> Wait a second. Can we skateboard over this this whole time? <laughs> That's our privilege, everyone. Scamps. We're scamps. Uh, okay. Always. Is this mic picking up the really good ice in these Yeti cups? Hey, Jessica, this is an excellent time for us to take a moment. Let's talk about uh, what is special about this high volume GNT. Okay, so this is in the large, not the, um, gosh, I think it's a 32 ounce Yeti. I'm going to say that tracks. And the, the thing is, is I love a gin and tonic, as do you. I do. And my husband and I love gin and tonics, but we were like, when it's summertime, if you have like two gin and tonics, that's like not that much fluid. It's a lot of sugar. And we might, because it's so refreshing, we might pound them and then accidentally be like, wait, we had two drinks in 20 minutes. One of the problems with gin and tonics is you can really throw back. Exactly. So that's when we came up with the concept of the high volume GNT. This is a, this is a Morgan McKenna collab. Yes, this is. This is a McKenna original. McKenna collab. And so we have these cups that he made for our anniversary that literally say HVGNT on them and then our names. And I'm drinking out of Morgan. Sorry, Morgan. Yeah. He'd be delighted. So the the concept is you make a basic, you make a regular GNT in ratio. Maybe I did like a half, I, I did one and a half shots mm-hmm. and then extra lime tonic. And then you fill the rest. You did a lot of ice and we have some really great crushed ice. Uh, and then we fill the rest with 
club soda so that you can sip on it and it's more fluid, but not as much alcohol or sugar. So you don't have to feel as bad about like, wait a second. I drank that in 20 minutes. You're like, well, that was one in some hydration. So you can drink for a long time. But really you drink them so much slower and they stay cold in these great cups. Like Because you still are drinking like the vibe is like you sip on it as you would a, a drink. It just takes way longer. Yeah, like a big... I don't know if you mean like a giant. There's cocktails are. Meanwhile, Jackie is about to take a sip from the biggest water bottle I've ever seen. <laughs> I like to be hydrated. Welcome, Gen Z is on I the like pod to, today. I do like to be hydrated. I have my very millennial Stanley for my water cup. That's right. I have specific cups that only do what they are said to do, which is why he labeled these. Have you guys heard about water talk? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Dana, uh, Dana Wickens uh, on the stickens, huge uh, follower of water talk. And I would, would be- I would say like typical record for off book would have like a ten minute download of like a TikTok trend that we would get from Dana. That's right. And one of them was, do you guys know about the drama and yeah. water TikTok? And we'd yeah. be like, no, please tell us. She's like, so they're putting syrups in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what is your opinion? Is it water or is it not water? I That's think the big debate. To me, it depends on ratio. If you're putting sure. just like a, a little little dollop and for me I'd prefer if it was citrus based so we're still like in the genre of a squeeze of lemon in water if you mm-hmm. get that from a syrup I ain't mad at you mm-hmm. if you're making full mermaid swirls <laughs> with several pumps of like an artificial sweetener that is no longer water that is a flat Italian soda yes. and you should want more for your life I think if you've changed the color it's not water anymore <laughs> yeah like a, a real changing color like if, sure like if Imagine a lemon syrup that I put a tiny bit in. Sure. Yeah. But also, I can't get mad at them, but I want to say, like, yeah. that's not the best way to hydrate. I can get mad at them just because they're using a word that doesn't apply to what they're drinking. Water? You know? Yeah. yeah. I think I feel like water, infused water already has its own name. That's what it is. It's Any, but, but, like, yeah, it's not water. You they're, mix They're way in. beyond hint territory yeah (laughs) you know what i mean if if when you spill it on you you can get sticky it's not water (laughs) it's a good litmus test thank you it is really funny though they some of them will like carbonate it like i watched this one girl okay so this is soda literally was like carbonated it and then like put squirts of all the stuff in it and then she she literally goes this tastes like something I've had before. Oh my gosh, soda. <laughs> here's here's soda. my here's my favorite water. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in a big pot and then I'm going to boil it. Throw in a little salt. Throw in some spaghetti. Cook that with a marinara. Fill it with a little bit of... Try uh, my latest little, pasta water. <laughs> I call it. Hey, use your pasta water in your recipes. You got it. It's a you got water. it. Um, wow. Episode nine. Sorry, episode 10. Always sad, always happy. Uh, Jessica, oh. we're a 30th of the way there. <laughs> I'm feeling great. <laughs> wow. This is really a task. Okay. I love this episode for a lot of reasons. One is that I love Will Hines. Thank you. I was like, this This is more, my memory of this episode is much more of a meta of a meta lesson that I, you will remember. Because we took back really... a, a lesson from this episode w- that Will was kind enough to gift us to in the way that we talk to our guests when they are coming on the pod. Will Hines, for those of you who don't know, is one of like, he's like a genius upper tier improviser and like a brilliant mind about improv. Yes, he taught and... me, a, a, he taught one of my teams that used to be for a long time. He's one of the, like, and, he, you, and he's, he is one of the teachers that like, a lot of times you have teachers that are like really great teachers. They do not play what they teach. Right. Or they the opposite, like people who play and then don't play great, but don't teach aren't well. great teachers. But like a lot of times it's like, they're very funny, but they don't actually use the tools they teach because they can get away with just being funny. Will Hines is like doing the thing. And yeah. he has a book called uh, how to be the world's greatest, greatest improviser. improviser. I think so. He's plug Will's book really. He's quick. also deeply, he's 
deeply musical. He loves music. He cares about music, but yep. he's not confident in performing all types of music. So we used to give like a pretty long spiel explaining like every type of way. And hey, sometimes we might harmonize, but don't feel like you have to harmonize. Or it was like, a pretty long like crash course to everything musical improv could be that you might experience and, over the next hour of your life. And he very politely was like, and that's too much information. I think that that now is overloading my brain and I already feel a little shaky about doing this. So I'd rather just go. And I trust you guys. And we were like, thank you. Great. That's great. That's it's, what we will do for the next 290 truly, episodes. Truly. It really like fundamentally changed the way we prepped guests where we would be like, we would explain some, but we would eventually get to a point where we'd be like, and everything else, do not worry, we have you. We would just sort of like stop the information dump. And that is definitely because of Will. There's He also did it in such a way where like he wasn't panicking. He was just like, oh, hey, by the way, that's, I don't, too, that's much. too much for me to know. Yeah, it was it was like very well done. So that's what I remember from this episode. I remember liking it. I remember fan art involving a bunny, but I don't remember anything else about this episode. A Tale of Spies, Ruptured Organs, Bread, and of course... Uh, love. We really hit the mark in Denmark. Sneaky, smiley spy. <gasps> I remember that. Star-crossed lovers. Show of Shakespearean proportions. I believe a horse also has a big solo as it's getting tranked. I'm remembering that selfishly. I think I play a horse that gets tranked or something. Gets what? Tranquilized. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sings a song as it's falling asleep or something. I'm actually if, not sure. If not, we should just, maybe that's a starting point for what we write. Maybe not. Maybe that's a different one. Who knows? Mayor of Sadzalot. Okay, so Sadzalot is the name of a town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Sadzalot. No, always happy, always sad. Not to be confused with everything is exactly what I need, which comes That's later. what I thought. Yes. I was like, am I thinking of the Andy Daly one? And maybe that was just a song that title. That comes way later, baby. But yeah, I remember Will being an early guest. Hey, here's another uh, interesting sort of landmark for the podcast. Uh, episode 11, Shift Your North Live with Griffin Newman and Michael Cruz Kane. Oh yeah, that was, we performed live at the Now Hear This Fest, which doesn't exist anymore. Earwolf was, had exactly one live festival. I, I'm not even sure it was Earwolf, I think it was like Stitcher or whatever. Stitcher had a live festival. It was sponsored by Mac Weldon. There were big Mac Weldon posters in the room. But it was very fun because we got to like perform for like a huge house and it was a exciting time to perform outside of LA and, and meet people who were starting to listen to it. Yeah, this was fun for me specifically, I remember, because Magic... <laughs> it wasn't fun for me specifically. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> One of the things I was excited about with this episode Sorry, was I'm that... <laughs> no, it's okay. Magic Tavern was performing. Oh, yeah. I, I had recently started binging that show. This was before we met them. I just watched the show. It was great. Paul F. Tompkins was the guest as a little fawn. That's right. He was. Um... There's a fun thing in that episode where we play like four brothers who are each the cardinal direction or we're each heading. They each head off in a different cardinal direction and in doing so encounter a series of like trials. I want to say mostly animal based trials. Makes sense. Yeah. Tracks. By cardinal, do you mean like north, north, south, south, east, east, west? Those are sometimes known as the cardinal directions. Northeast, not a cardinal direction. Because it's I was in between. Going towards like priests, right? Like cardinals. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the level between um, priest and no, it's past bishop. It's it's above bishop and lower than pope. Pawn. Right? And not. rook. <laughs> the horsey one. <laughs> cardinal to e four. <laughs> That sounds great, honestly. Let's take in the Pope. <laughs> oh, uh, keyboardist Dan Rice. Oh, yeah. Shout out. One of our fave, like, uh, East Coast accompanists. Yeah. And this is us um, meeting Michael Cruz Kane and Griffin, or me at least, meeting Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had yeah. me there. Michael Dana Wickens went to camp with Griffin. And Griffin Newman for the first time. Both extremely funny people. 
Um, okay, here we go with a bull. Uh, uh, episode 12, Electric Daisy Jamboree with Matt this Besser. This is Matt, Matt Besser. Someone right. made really good fan art of that, I remember. But And also... Um, yeah, this takes place at a music festival and it's about like a father and daughter and if she'll like play music. Would you be surprised that you play someone called the Duke of Porta Potties? <laughs> <laughs> I am surprised. I thought you were I thought you were teaming me up for like a much different thing. Would you be surprised that you play an earnest daughter who's just trying to find her way? And I'd be like, no. I mean, obviously. yeah, you might also. You play someone named Eliza Denise Jacobson, which sounds like that if ever yeah. there was one. You also play Frank and also the mage of the Porta Potties. Oh my gosh. Did, did anybody else play anyone? Involved? Yeah, I played a Duke of the Porta Potties as okay, well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Which sounds like us messing with Matt. Yeah. And uh, also sounds like Which me. I've never called him out loud. Always Besser. Besser. That yeah. was very weird. And also probably me like coming off of Coachella or something. Yeah. And being like I've got to talk about Cella. Wait, no, no. This is end of the summer, so it's it's pretty far from Cella, to be honest. Cause now here this was like at the end of the summer. Hmm. Anyway, my remembrances are much more time-based. <laughs> and that's okay. But I have a lot of thoughts about portabilities in Cella. Don't wear a romper. You can't. Or if you're wearing a romper, you better wear it on day one. Yeah. They do a great job cleaning them every day, but you will notice it build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you you're wearing careful. a romper... You better wear it day one. Was that a live show that we talked? That was. I think I've said this on the pod, or I've said this in many ways before, because it's information I feel I need to pass on to the later generations. Honestly, it's great, and I'm sure that the, the later generations thank you. Every once in a while, we're the body on the ground that someone else is driving over to get to their goal, <laughs> and that's great too. Episode thirteen, Mike Lorino's newest favorite episode at this point. Attorney at Love. Oh, that's a great one. Nicole Obviously, Parker. this is like an all-timer. Which is, is a the great... the first time we have Nicole Parker on. We're meeting Nicole Parker, I think, as this is recording. Or I am, at least. Yeah, I think I met her, like, she sat in with Baby sometimes because she's, you know, such a legend. Maybe I had met her at Baby once before this, but, oh my, but man, she's just... I mean, I think I can, we can safely say strongest vocalist we've ever had. Correct. Like... And we'll, and we'll maybe never be... I mean, like... Like, her voice... Like, actually... Uh, she, you she's know. on. She's been on Broadway. She's Alphabet. She's Alphabet. Like, and she's currently. We should shout this out. She's, she's in Titanic, the off-Broadway sensation in New York. She's playing Celine, Celine Dion, Dion right now. Yeah. Um, uh, wow, you really have a good sense that we're going to get out this out pretty quickly. I was like, we might not get this out till September. This and, thing we're currently that's recording. That's true. I'm just trying to get it out now. You think I'm going to spend a lot of time editing this because Brett's Brent's not? What the heck? Because <laughs> Brett's not doing it. Sorry, there is some gin in it. <laughs> There's some gin in it. <laughs> Worth noting that I have drank maybe the top fourth of an inch of this. Do you want a straw dog? No, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, this is an incredible episode. This is like a gear shift back to let the guest be the hero and she can absolutely carry it. She comes out the gate. She's singing so hard. She knows like she, she's been, you know, probably doing musical improv maybe longer than we had. Although anyway, it, a, a guest who could. In, it, yes, definitely. She has. And even if like in like nascent short formy versions sure. and being on Mad TV and being on Broadway, she's like on the extreme short list of people who are like perfectly made for this. This is also one of our more, uh, I would say textbook plot arcs. And, and not to say that it is like particularly hero's journey, but I will say that like it's got, uh, it's got like a hero. They're on a quest. There's just like a straight up villain that gets in the way. There's like a sidekick, and they become friends and eventually turn against the villain, who's like a train baron or something. Yes, there is a train baron, and I assume you play the train baron. Yeah, I usually play the villain. Wow, or maybe it's me. Because maybe you're playing the love interest and I'm like, whoa, what do I do I here? think it's a friend love story. 
But let, but let me see. There's also something about um, Zodiacs. That's something else. There is a stupid non sequitur scene where they go down and like order food or whatever, or order coffee drinks and whatever you get says something about you. Yeah. Like, oh, and they did a little foam art where they realized I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. I'm an Aries, but. Uh, it, oh, it's called Tell Us I'm Your Son. Gemini. Gemini. When is that? Uh, it's like May to June. Oh my God! When was your birthday, girl? It was May thirtieth. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Happy belated! Yeah. Happy belated yeah. birthday! I know because we are exactly a decade apart. Well, my my birthday is not May thirtieth, but um, we're almost exactly a decade apart. Yeah. Um, wait, what is the thing about Gemini? You're kind of shifty because there's two of you. There's yeah, two yeah, of you. Two-faced. You're kind of two, you're kind of a classic football mm-hmm. twins. Yes, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. That's crazy. But the football okay. twins are famously the same, Jessica. I know. Except if they're not, because I don't really remember what the <laughs> Who football could twins. Say? <laughs> so they were Gemini's. So that was. That it's was impossible that. to know. The song was called "Tell Us Your Sign." Good is for there you, like a la 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 love in this? Is that a song? Nobody says no to Michael Bublé. Train game. The cross examination tango. This oh. is trying at this trial, which is the opening. It's one of the better. It is one of the opening numbers where, like, um, I think Nicole sets a tagline song. She's like, will I make it through this? The jury is out. Or did you set that? And she no, I just am having, I, there is not a single time I think I successfully set a tagline. I think either, because often Scott can't hear what we're, he off, he's like, he can't hear the specifics of our lyrics. He hears that we're singing, but he doesn't hear the words we're he saying. He will like, like a sweetie, go back and like listen to episodes. He's like, that one's really funny. And uh, so I don't know if that's a him thing or like I bail on it and come out of the tagline and set a chorus. But I have tried a couple times to be like, this, just do a damn tagline. But I just can't do it. And for those of you who don't know, taglines are, I did it my way or somewhere, somewhere over, over the, the rainbow. rainbow where it doesn't have a chorus, but it has that single line that either opens a quatrain or closes it where it's just like I did it my way but what we actually always do is hybrids Correct. someone will do that and then the music will shift and we'll go oh I guess there needs a chorus because <laughs> when I was on my way I did it my way right. and then the tagline will never come and back and then the tagline doesn't come back <laughs> but it's like that's yeah, alright it's still like good lyric repetition but yes I think you're right I feel like she did it she did it and the jury is out and it was a pun yeah it was a trial pun God it's so it. good. I literally sing what she sings there sometimes as a vocal warm up because her tone is so good and her vowels are so good. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this is helping me. Just copying her is making me feel like I'm a better angel. singer. She's a true angel. I love her so much. That's episode 13. Really believe in her talent, you know? Speaking of bro- pals like that. Speaking of like. I feel t- that way about both of you. Yeah, but like, no, honestly, hard saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, who's the weirdest person you have a deep talent crush on? Not weird as sorry, that's yeah, that's wrong adjective. Like the most one where I'll go, oh, good one, but it's not top of mind for me. Like, don't say Neil, our collective best friend Neil. <laughs> yeah, or Neil, our boss. Hi Neil. Hi Neil. Hi, Neil. Love you. Maybe Thank we'll you, get Daddy. Neil on later to help us with the revision process. Yes. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but I think like people don't think of Jack Black the singer as much. Yes. Jack Black is an insanely good singer. Jack Black as vocalist. Jack Black as vocalist yeah. is one that I think about all the time. Here's another one we talk about all the time and I'll talk about it. They are, well, I really believe in their talent and humor, but I also admire them for completely other reasons, which is Paul Shear and Jindan Raphael, who I'm obsessed with. Hardest workers in the biz. They work so hard and they're so nice. I have many handwritten notes from Paul thanking me for my involvement in projects. And Jundan Raphael is a type of woman I just am not. And I love the way she walks through the world. Her like... <laughs> 
she she has this thing that Jamie Dembo used to like give me shit about playfully where she's like, hey, you don't have to just play like one of the guys. You don't have to just be like this cool girl thing you're doing. Remember, you can also like femininity is funny, too, which I'm like, that's a really important thing to talk about. It doesn't apply to me, but I appreciate it. Like Miss Piggy, even though voiced by man, that is like to me the funniest like body feminine you're like you like a um you know like a Madeline Kahn yeah. or like like and Junior and Raphael is that to me where I'm like that is a damn like feminine person mm. who I feel like the fact that she's still so funny breaks more norms than me who's like what if I dressed like a 15 year old boy and was funny yeah <laughs> and they're like yeah we've seen that a thousand times I don't think we've ever seen one like you and I don't think we ever will again thank you I don't I'm sorry I don't need to like take myself no, I, I just I mean like for comparison mean. yeah she's like yeah I don't want to just talk about like the way she looks, but I think she's like extremely she's a, sexy. She's, she's a like a babe. Yeah. And we don't have that many babes who are right. funny. Right. And she's then them as a, fly. yeah. And then them as a couple, I'm like, God, they're great. Couple. They're great. They're great. That's not a shocking answer, but I really, really love and respect them. And I know they're not listening to this, but yep. if they are, if they are your docs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly like, can't, I'm panicking thinking of one. You don't have to. I, I think like the only answer I have really is like Bo Burnham. That's maybe. great. I don't know. I like every time it's like one of those things where every time I watch anything he does, I'm like, oh, here's that, the thing. No. Here's the thing about Bo Burnham. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. Capital C comedians like to, I think like take shots at Bo Burnham. And I think it all comes from like jealousy of like the hustle and the work. Right. Ethic. Cause he was so freaking young. Also, I mean, he's so young. I would be a fan of his just for directing eighth grade. Right. Yeah. Like just for doing the thing that isn't his main thing. And, and I thought inside was brilliant. Yeah. yeah I but thought like, so too. It's also like catchy as hell. And it's, and it's deeply creative in the like real sense of the word. Like he is creating every shot of that yeah. in a way that's But amazing. I do think it also made everyone feel bad that they didn't make it. Yes, that's, that's what I mean. Like, every time I see something that he makes, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to make anything like that ever. It is really hard to get in the mind, in, to get into the not-zero-sum mind space of, like, taking in art. To see something and be like, this is great. This mm -hmm. is great. My it's thing not be great taking too. something off of the table for, like, yeah. me to do mm -hmm. later. I think every, I think, well, I certainly, as an artist, like, struggle with that. When I see yeah. something, I'm like, this is this is very like incredible. I'm like, starting to get into the magical thinking of creativity, which is that uh, that like there's I've read two books that talk about this idea that is like if you have an idea and you don't write it, that idea will find someone else like that. There are like I don't believe yeah. it in like a woo woo way, but I believe it in like. Yes, that happens all the time. Like how often have you been L like love numbers? I have like this basic idea and then you see someone else execute it, but. I think everything comes down to like execution and voice. Like even if I had the exact same. If you made inside, it would be a totally different show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. I think that it's also like nobody will say it the exact same way that you will say it. Right. But it might right. be an idea that somebody else might take. Right. Which is, I think, the argument for like artist driven art and not like company driven art. Because mm -hmm. as much as I think like companies like Pixar and DreamWorks make some like really phenomenal films mm -hmm. um, that I love, I have recently started to think like all of these do feel a little bit like the edges have been rounded off because they are not made by a person with a view. They are made by like a series of meetings that go through a series of corporate notes. Yeah. Like trying to come up with an idea. Yeah. And like, like I have an and, idea. and like they have a, they have like, you know, they do have a, a, a story to tell. It's not that it's just that the like, I hope I hope they prove me wrong going forward with, but like, it's really hard to feel like individual voice of a creator in those 
things. Yeah. I mean, I also think that feeling like something comes from one voice is overrated. Like I, for, for sure. But like I, I think like when you hear, like when you hear some uh, little letterbox boys talk about like seventies film and they're like, we don't have any, we don't have any good auteurs, auteurs anymore. Right. It's a little bit like, I don't care. Like uh, yeah. a great sitcom is written by like a, like, 10 to 15 people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now, yes, clarity of vision and clarity of a collective voice, which is not the same thing you're saying. But I think like, I don't feel like I need to have attachment to understanding, oh, that's such a Scorsese movie. That's I 100% not that, agree. That's not that additive to me. I'm like, oh, I'd rather, that's cool. It's not bad. It's, it's also not, never true though, right? Just, like even exactly. a Scorsese uh, Everything Scorsese is movie, collaborative. Everything is collaborative. Like every actor, every like, every set designer brings yes, something to the process. brings something. But yes, you're right. Well, and we've specifically encountered this that also because of the timeline of specifically animation. Yeah. So many cooks are in that kitchen. And so it's probably even harder to keep clarity of voice because it goes through so many more years of development. Yeah, I think it was disheartening for me to learn that like most of those movies kick off like writers over and over and yeah. over and over and over they again it. until they get to like the movie that the company wanted. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like a bummer. Did this happen to us? Yes. Yeah, it did. Can is, you tell? Is that part of why we're doing this? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, is that a story you can tell? Yeah, uh, we I can, guess so. Yeah, we can tell. We like had a the, movie at DreamWorks that they took away from us. Yeah. That they just yanked it? Like and they, they no communication like, no. to us. They're just like, you don't write this movie anymore. Yeah, we do, have, they, do they pay you money? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, they pay yes, us yes. money. Yeah. But they did not pay us the amount of money for the amount of time they took in between. We worked on it for three years. Yes. Right. And right. that amount of money is not enough money for the amount of time that we were waiting on them to not have a lot of clarity to ultimately have them just with no communication directly with us. Yeah. Like, and we did like, I would say we, like, we poured a lot of, we poured a lot of heart into like, and mm -hmm. thought about that mm -hmm. uh, more, more than we were paid to do. And that was the lesson in it for us, yes. which is that like work needs to be like artistic work needs to be commensurate with artistic time. pay yeah. and time. And this is why we strike. And, and this, this is, is why, why we, strike. we strike. And this is why maybe animation should be guild. <laughs> <laughs> animation should definitely that's be so guild. That, that, that's something I didn't know a, a whole lot about until the strike. I think most people would be surprised to learn that like, oh yeah, the people that are writing all of these like huge, uh, you know, pick, like Pixar, DreamWorks, all these like giant movies, none of them, these are non-union movies. Or even they said Spider-Verse was like, hey, this is the biggest, oh, the two biggest movies of the year so far are animated movies and those people will not, even if they had commiserate pay, they will not have the same protected structural pay as if it was a guild movie. Yeah, for sure. Which is wild. Like Mario Brothers is the biggest movie in so long and they will not see the same amount of money. Right. No, certainly not. Right. Also, uh, Disney's uh, production staff is, I think, in the, like trying to unionize and Disney's like not recognizing the union or something. Anyway, all, almost all unions are good. Support almost all unions. <laughs> That's a very safe caveat, but I am like, fucking all unions are good. But yeah, I guess yeah. unions as an idea is Unions as an good. idea? Good. Very good. Um... What's this podcast about, though? This Unions, podcast is about... Newsies. Sp speaking of Newsies and musicals, and we just come off of Nicole Parker, where we go right to Rory O'Malley. Oh, Episode shoot. 14, Straight to Broadway. Speaking of Broadway people, to come in and just, like, absolutely belt their faces off. One, one of the sweetest. One of the sweetest and best to ever do it. This was a very funny time where we... This is, like, he's our first non... 
he's a very funny actor, but he's our first like non-comedian, had never really done improv. Like Nicole's been on Broadway, but she also was on Mad TV. She's also like done improv. She knew what she's doing. That's right. Rory was just like, this sounds fun and I'm a fan and let's do it. Very funny. Like like yes. playing King George on Hamilton from Book of Mormon. Tony nominated for Book of Mormon. Like, But, but would not, I don't think, describe himself as a comedian. So he had a move that I, I remember distinctly. He followed a rhyme because he was just like, felt like he had to rhyme and he ended up like name checking a celebrity that neither you or I like knew anything about. It was Sally Fields, right? No, no, no. It's more obscure than that, I think. And then as a result, I think she had to be like very much involved, like Sally (laughs) Struthers maybe. Oh, yes. Very much involved in the musical and I'm like doing my best to sort of piece together. I might know who she is or just like support in ways where I'm like vaguely aware and I could just see that you're like what's happening and it was truly like he probably set up a rhyme that was like Sally Struthers here we are and we're hanging out with each other you me and Sally Struthers (laughs) like it was so just like it's why we try to tell guests don't worry about rhyme but also sometimes when something like that happens it's such a gift because like why not and now we have to like make it so Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) I don't remember anything else about this but there was like some Hollywood vibes or some like uh, someone lives in a tunnel or under a bridge an overpass there's a song that takes place (laughs) underpass lovers is a song that happens oh probably underpass lovers rhymes with Sally Struthers (laughs) I would be shocked if that wasn't exactly what happened oh my gosh Um, yeah because the next song three true facts about Sally Struthers there we go so we're probably like tell us who she is yeah then there's a song called 1000 hours times 10 you would be shocked to learn that Malcolm Gladwell does make an appearance in this musical (laughs) Random celebrity sightings? Absolutely. Thank you, Rory. You're the best. Thank you for the Hamilton hit ticket hookups. My God. Yeah, we got to see Hamilton. We got to see Hamilton really real close seats. and for like not too much money. Hell yeah. Um, we can edit that out. We'll just say that it was <laughs> <laughs> say that it was free. Um, boop, 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 boop. Arms race with Mo Collins. What a fun one. Well, I don't remember. I mean, I remember meeting her and being so excited. Yes, this was but- so fun. Unless I am misremembering this is the one in which I almost succeed in blowing everyone up at the end of it and I say no thank you and you say no thank you actually everyone lives and it's a or they're at least in heaven where they're all friends no I think they straight up don't die but I could be wrong that could be a different episode I don't remember that's a funny thing that sort of like changed over the course of this I don't know why but like I think it was because I was playing villains so much at the beginning but for many of these episodes like you always had to like set up stakes right so sure. I'm always like and this is the thing that ends the world and like kills everyone and then like the world got real dark and I got a little bit older and that was not as interesting to do <laughs> anymore but it was funny because you and I were sort of like shoulder angel and sh- shoulder deviling a while for a while yeah and then at a certain point I was I, I think that like uh, good won the eternal battle and we <laughs> and, and we moved on from that particular dynamic because it's not something that we like it, it is weird to me to look back. I don't know that I ever really actually wanted to win. I think that it's like the villain that like wants to lose. I remember us having not an argument, but sort of like a discussion of like, hey, let's have a check in about like, what do you think was happening there as we like negate it as Jess negated this move? And I was like, you know, and I think for me, fundamentally, like going back in our musical theater training it's very hard to know what to musically pull if it's not a happy ending. Right. Like you need to either, you can play it for like, end everyone's dead, but musically it needs to still be like, 
soaring. I, I think I just felt so stuck of like, there's no roadmap for what this should sound like. That's and a- I think you were like, we shouldn't be afraid of following a choice, which is also valid. And I think was good to be like, yeah, sometimes this can happen. And I think I was like, but we have to wrap it up and everyone has to go like, and we learn a lesson. <laughs> like I was like, I like vocally don't know what to do. And I feel too like stuck yeah. by having to justify this. And I think I th- it's an excellent point. And it is also though interesting that like the, the, the way that the ethos of off book sort of evolved is I think very in line with like the the sort of like happy ending and not escapism, but like an optimistic view right? in a way that like, I think in my earlier days, six years ago, it hasn't been that long, <laughs> but I do think that like in the, in, in like our evolution or certainly like my changing in just like working with you in a partnership for so long is that like some of that, like quote unquote edgy desire to like blow it all up. Yeah, just got sanded away for well, the for the better. I, I think. think it's both. They're both true and good. It was like I don't. That's not going to be as fun for me. And you were like, we shouldn't be. A, we should not be talking like we'll never do that. And I was like, that's also true. And if we had like a bummer that's ending, also true. but I knew how to sing it. You know, like we could yeah. have absolutely. We've. It's like not like we never touched. Like that person died. We never saw them again. For sure. And it's not. And also. I would be much more comfortable writing something like that because I could like be mindful and how like, it's handled. How it's, it's handled. so tricky in the moment. But with a guest and trying to like do it on the fly, I'm like, that's honestly a little too much for my brain. You're right. We should be not afraid to take risks. But like, also this is recorded we have, and we're gonna have to like when put we have it out. Five minutes left. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to end with like, and a bomb went off. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. Like, right. I don't know. Like, probably it could be funny. But also like, cut to next week, national tragedy. Ye- Are we releasing this episode now? Like, right. That's that's another it's, real thing that happened occasionally. Happened, happened occasionally, or like Occas- was- every so often, we'd have to like in the middle of record be like, wait, 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 don't do this. I cannot tell you to this day how often like guns pop up in improv scenes, and it's yeah. like so, it's so pardon the pun, loaded, and it makes it like when you're doing an improv show live, it has a like transience that is just fundamentally different than when you are putting out a podcast. When you are putting out a podcast, you are saying, I stand by the release of everything that was made up in this moment. That was another lesson we had to learn because we are like, it's just improv. It's the same as improv. And you're like, no, no, no. If you can edit it, yes, you want the listener to understand and be with you, but you have a responsibility to like, if there's something really bad, to pull it out. If you could have edited it and you didn't, then you're then, saying, I didn't I, think I should edit yes, this out. exactly, yeah. Um, but you weren't trying to make choices like that. You were trying to make like, story choices that were like we on the table we should be able to have everyone explode <laughs> yes. and I'm like yes it should be on the table it's not my favorite move yeah. but like <laughs> mostly because I go Oh really? They're, They're all, all blown exploded. Up? Which is so funny though, because like when I'm watching a movie, I am you. I'm that. I don't like not happy endings. That's always been the case. That's not a change. I don't know what was going on in like improv Zach's brain circa 2016. Maybe it was just that month. Maybe it was just that month. Maybe you just felt like you needed to stretch your legs. Who you know? knows? You do too many of these, they do start to feel too robotic. Hey. Welcome to season two of Off Book, <laughs> the show where we don't do these every week anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, here's a fun one. I mean, they're all fun ones. Episode 16, front page booze with Lennon Parham. Oh, I, I was like, yes. This has one of, I think this has all speaks um, narcissistically. This had like a, a vocal move that I made that I felt was like I was proud of because I was like, that was like a different 
when I set like a more different, it didn't feel as like straight up and down easy vocals for everyone to follow. Mm-hmm. When I, I think I set like a 16th, a cent, a 17th cent, something's colonial ghost boy. Colonial ghost boy. Colonial ghost boy. I remember being like, oh, I sang that prettily. Like I didn't just belt it. 17 year old colonial ghost boy. Yes. 17 year old. 17. Colonial, don't worry. Yeah. 17 year old <laughs> colonial ghost boy. Very, Extremely good. Very Thackeray Bix. Um, you know what, yeah. <laughs> you know what I love about this is a, uh, not necessarily like a small show, but like this is a monster show. Yeah. This is a how this is our first Halloween episode. And it is taking place entirely within like a sort of high concept monster world. Yeah. Which I love because it's just like they're the vampire wants to like vampire journalist is the opening sign here. Oh, amazing song here. And it's, um, yeah, I think there's, are there mole people in this? No, that's a different show. Anyway. Lennon, that's another person who I have a not so secret talent crush on. God, Lennon is so funny. She's so good. And also very, very nice. Yeah. She's like the, one of the biggest things I remember about Veep is her role in Veep. She's great. She's great. Everything she touches, she turns to gold. Everything she do, just very good. (laughs) But yes, a uh, like low stakes, grounded world with high concept characters, which is so fun. Very awesome, and I love, 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 love. Um, episode 17, 2024 Live with Carl Tart and Madeline Walter. This episode got like lost for a while. Did it? Or it was like a later release. This was a live show that was like in a weird dungeon. This show was at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival, which was in its last year and clearly dying. Yes. Like as a fest, like we were in a gigantic hotel ballroom, ballroom and there were maybe 50 people in attendance. This is. The f- did we try to do the Q&A at Wolf Tuck or is this the first time we did the Q&A? Did we do the Q&A here? Let's see. We definitely did because I remember a woman be- ma- didn't understand. So for those of you who've never been to a live show or haven't listened to a live show episode, we do this bit at the end where we pretend you've just watched uh, like a regional theater like workshop production of that musical and we bring out the cast and crew and we do a talk back and there was a woman it's our second live episode so how could it not be it's third but i don't know if we always did segments you know if we didn't have enough time but she was like let's see if shift your there's a on the wiki it has the talk back cast which is great oh that's amazing which means we did it this one has the talk back cast too okay so we did it for shift your north let's see if we did it for our first one okay great so but this one i remember one was like so wait, you made up those songs? And we were like, yeah. Like she didn't she didn't ask a question within the conceit. She asked a question about off book. We did it for Wolf Tuck too. We've wow. done it from the beginning. That's cool of us. Well, cool of us to choose a bit and stick with it for the entirety of the run. Wow, I love that. It works real good. It's Did did we see that talk back show in Edinburgh together? Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to say the name of the group is Pig Iron. It's a, if it's not, it's a different Philadelphia based um, uh theater Theater company company that was doing this show at fringe when Jessica and I were there to uh, do baby wants candy for the first time 2014 and they were doing a show the premise of which was you got held out like the line you're lining up outside at a certain point usher comes in and is like I'm so sorry we've already started but we'll we'll seat you all they pull you in the house is empty no one's come into the theater yet so you are being seated as the show is ending and the show is crazy like they're doing all sorts of like dramatic acting and like 
prop effects and stuff as if you have seen the whole show and you have not. The show ends and then they're immediate, and then they do a, a talkback. Talk <laughs> and over the course of the talkback, they do what I would say is a semi-improvised, but also has like some bits that they find ways to working towards. And do they do like flashbacks where they're like, let's show you that scene again? I feel like there were like a couple more chunks of the play we got to see. I think they occasionally do that because I think the play Great. did have like rehearsed segments, but they navigated through them for improvised with improvised moments. So it was so cool. It was really funny. And I think that is the genesis for we the idea. We definitely just stole that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we did, ours is entirely improvised. And we're thieves. And it's after musical and also we're thieves. As you know, we stand, we, make, we stand on bridges of people. <laughs> <laughs> we, stand, we stand on the bridges of those we've pilfered. Um, but yes, that was a great show. Um, um, I don't remember anything about this except for it was like vaguely Blade Runner-ish. Um, it was but like it was about 2024. Yes. Oh my God. Which we're so close yeah, to. I, I was just going to ask. I think the joke is that it's 2024, but like the future that we are describing is like so far out. I think Madeline does a run about someone getting like, uh, uh, edible bouquets, edible arrangements. Oh. She sings a song called edible arrangements. That is so Madeline Walter and Carl Tart, but gosh, they're both so, so funny. funny. Um, I think it's just edible arrangements, edible arrangements. Okay, so this is not an off-book thing, but my Herald team would occasionally do musical improv. Yes. Um, and Madeline sang a song that was called, she was playing Darth Vader, and she <laughs> sang a song called Darth Vader Loves Surprises. Darth Vader <laughs> Loves Surprises. You can see it in his little eyes. Darth Vader loves, she was, I think, Darth Vader wanting to receive birthday presents. Deeply funny. The talent. Um... Yeah, that one's got like cyber cats and robots and yeah. I think is that the one where we maybe talk about uh, geocities and how it's pronounced? Oh, Geocyte? geocities, geocities, geocytes. It is that. It is that episode. I was right. Episode eighteen, touched by Gabriel with Ashley Ward. Okay, I feel like this had like uh, th this had like a bad ending that I was like, never mind. Oh, did it? I don't remember. I mean, it definitely had like uh. <laughs> because people do go to heaven I feel like I was like they need to go to heaven so it's happy <laughs> <laughs> this one's biblical um, Ashley Ward another wow also top vocalist oh god yeah. her voice I love it so much gosh such an incredible singer I've, and obviously inspired by the origin story of us walking her back in Edinburgh where she said, y'all are two angels. angels. You deserve yeah. halos Goes on, on your, your head and gold in your pockets. pockets. Oh my goodness. We walked her back from a bar one wild Shakey's night. the club. Yeah. It was very funny. We were very drunk. She was more drunk than we were. And that's why we walked her back. <laughs> and she, that's why she said the she thing. She <laughs> had become the, the character that we like to refer to as Trashly or Smashly. And there are like two ways to walk back from like the lower part of Edinburgh to the upper part. And she's like, no, don't make me do those stairs. Rob always makes me do those <laughs> stairs and I hate it. <laughs> the stairs are faster. We get it, Rob. But that's another like, that's a high concept one. I think that whole thing is like, like angels, angels and demons. Yeah. yeah. Okay, episode 19, Turkey Run with Colton Dunn. Oh, a Thanksgiving-themed episode. Yeah, and I think a, a relative a monocene-ish one, right? Like, I think yeah. it all takes place around At one Thanksgiving table. The dinner, yeah. Yeah. Is there some reference to a turducken at some point? Almost certainly. Let's see. Da -da 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 -da. It doesn't say. It's not one of the songs. I, I sort of remember there being like... Maybe there was the person didn't know they were going to host, and then we had to like scramble. We're like making dishes out of things like around the house. But yes, a very grounded, grounded three, family. Three crafty turkeys at the center of this story. Oh, the never mind. There's turkeys <laughs> that don their disguises and flee for their lives. 
with a relentless pile of poultry in hot pursuit. Never mind. Not a grounded story. It's about three turkeys. Yeah, it's turkeys running away. It may not even take place at the dinner the whole time. Why did we think that? I, I think that know. might happen later. That might happen with, um, I'm going to say Jimmy Pardo. I'm going to say. That's one that takes place in a cul-de-sac at, thanks, at Thanksgiving. At Thanksgiving as well, yes. Does it say what the relationship between the turkeys is? <laughs> they think they're all going to get eaten. <laughs> so it's not parent-child. This uh, one's not parent-child, I don't no. think. Well spotted, though. Friends. Yeah, there's a song called Master of Disguise, also a turkey. That's pretty good. <laughs> Run, Turkey, Run, Spice Island, Macro Mallows. Well, Spice Island, we used to be sponsored by Spice Island. Yes, but so I didn't remember do... that we ran it into an actual episode. So we used to have ads about Spice Island. We really like to do Spice Island ads. I, to this day, feel, have warm feelings about Spice Island when I see it in the grocery store. Me too. So I think we were like, you know what? This is probably made with Spice Island. <laughs> you were just like, we'll probably have ads for forever, right? Podcasting will never change. Um, and also, we just love singing about Spice Spice Island, yeah. why not? I think our older ads are still baked under those podcasts. I don't think they're pulled. Oh my God, Spice Island. There were some good ones. Trucks. Oh, you know what? There's a closing song back when we were doing segments here. Trucks. Trucks. <laughs> we had an ad about trucks. Yeah, not about trucks. Uh, called Tiny Hot Dog, which Colton definitely rapped about and was very good. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. When you're here, you're a machine. <laughs> Not family. With Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchins. Okay, so this was like one of the first times, like Earwolf used to book guests for us, and this was like the first time someone was like, what the F is this podcast? (laughs) And we had to like deal with it. They themselves were like lovely, but they were like, no, this is- We had not been briefed on what we were being signed up for. We're not here to sing, and we were like- well, you are? (laughs) And one of them was like, I'll try, and the other one was like, absolutely not. And we were like- okay, cancel, I guess. And they're like, no, no, this will be fun. And I, it was like one of the first times where we were like, uh, wonk. but it does involve Taco Bell, something we love talking There's about. There's a bunch of Taco Bell. There's, I think, rats in a bathroom faucet or something. We figure it out, but it was stressful. Yeah. No, we never want to put people in a position where they have accidentally signed up for a podcast that they did not know what they were here to do. Yeah. It happens a couple times over the run of the show, but yeah. we mostly managed they to were lovely. It. it was They were well within their right to be like, this is not what I thought I was doing, so, and be yeah, like, I'm not sure. comfortable doing this, but they were good sports about like, we'll try our best. But it was. Did, do you know what they thought that they were doing? No idea. I, like a standard probably, probably all a podcast at that time were just chatting. <laughs> just, yeah. Like just, they had so little, there was so little form, you know, like. <laughs> it was the Wild West. Yeah. It was all just like, you're going to chat as yourselves yeah. and then like, we'll do something else off of it, I guess. But. You we, know crazy, and you were though? like, you're going to sing in character. And they yeah. were like, mm, what? <laughs> Are we? And then they did. Um, this this show has uh, a pie rat and a pie dash rat. Wow. Forgot about that. And we had one that had an Olive Garden, which I'm sure we did again. Like, we are... <laughs> we love chain restaurants We on love this. chain restaurants in this one. Wow, that's wild. I we know, put right? pie rat into a script. We sure did. I didn't know it came from there. And then and then we had pie rat, and then I brought it back in recent episodes, Scabby I, that, the that's Rat. That's what I was thinking of, Scabby the Rat. But I brought it back as a secret joke between you and I because we wrote it in something. Right. That well, again, you'll the, never see. It's in another dungeon. Yep, that one's in a dungeon. <laughs> then we have Murder on the Picturesque Express. Oh. Scott Ackerman paints McSpectrum. This got a sequel. It's got a sequel recently, and which is why we released the the prequel, as it were, to um, the feed. I am Paints McSpectrum. Scott Ackerman, secret great singer. Oh. I only say secret because like, I think most people probably don't know. He loves musicals. Yeah. He loves them. 
There was it was basically murder on the Orient Express. But but if it was absolutely unhinged. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, as always. Yeah. Uh, is that is that like an early one where we're doing almost like a parody? Like, is this one of our first? We're taking sort of a known. I'm not seeing another title before it that is that. And we've just chatted about them. None of them occur to me as like, oh, we're mapping over the story of. Like, we 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 do it a handful of times. We're going to map this over the story of. I want to say, was Wolf Tuck just a pun? Was there anything like Nip Tuck involved about Wolf Tuck? I don't remember if there was any plastic surgery. I, I wouldn't know how to reference I was going to say turkey run and chicken run. Oh, yeah. I, except that I don't know. I mean, yes, it is yes. that for sure, but I don't know that well enough to be able to actually do it. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if not the first, one of the first. Um, we've got some more coming up later, but I think it is one of the first where we're just like, this is our version of this. Yeah. Which... You're trying to sell a musical. Not a bad idea. That's true. Because everyone's already sort of familiar with what you are playing with. Um, Mother Take the Wheel with Mary Elizabeth Ellis. This, uh, was a, this was a fun one. I think there was, yeah, here's one. There's a Thunder Shadow the Fairy. J.J. <laughs> Abrams is in this one. Good, good, good. Thelonious Bonk is in it. Um, a lot of famous names. T.J. Max. Wow. Um hope that was just a name and not the store. It was just a name. <laughs> Good. That's a great name. Uh, not enough people are named TJ Maxx. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the Rules of Drag Relay. I think this one ends with a sort of like race. Yeah, dra sort of like line. car drag, not n not the other drag. Not the other drag. Yeah. Not the more known drag that I was, I was like, not the main drag. Not the main like, drag. Then we have... Oh, Little Town of Doggywood. Oh, wow. The episode, first... Episode 23, the first Christmas episode. This is great. So this is... We get Nicole and Paul back on. And, I mean, might just be that thing where it's like the one you find, but it's... it's I don't know if we've topped this one. It's maybe my favorite. It's yeah. so fun. It's about... <laughs> little dogs on a train going to Doggywood for Christmas. That's right. There are seven Jewish swans who write all the music. <laughs> they're right there. Yes, there's seven Jewish swans. There's a tiny poodle. This we do the joke of like there's a dog who is a bad who sounds like he's a bad guy in the way that he talks. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds yeah, I love that. I think he just like sounds evil, but he's not uh, The swans get stuck. Everyone gets stuck, I think, with yeah. the swans, maybe. And this is also how we get to doing the long-running segment where we sing the 12 days of Christmas, but something different. Yes, this one had uh, the 12 practical gifts of Christmas. <laughs> Which I feel like every single time, Paul and Nicole are like, why do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, look, we were sort of locked into like we're doing Animal Christmas. Beagle Brother Ralph <laughs> is in it. There's a calling bird. There's a French hen. There's a miscellaneous puppy Christmas train commuter. I have to suspect that I named a dog Ralph for Ralphie from Christmas Story. I, Ralphie on the double. Uh, absolutely. That tracks because it's not you. Uh, oh, no, wait. You are Beagle Brother Ralph. Yeah. Um. <laughs> There's like a big Nicole plays like the big star who's yes. got who has to put on like the Christmas show she, to save Doggy Wood. She doesn't want to come out, and I think that she has to be convinced to like sing. Yeah. And there's uh, yeah, the ten lords are leaving are in it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. I um, mean, if there was one that we should just transcribe and immediately try to honestly, we just be like, listen, we're all gonna own a part of this. Let's just do a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah, this is just a great Christmas story. It's not a. It's it's honestly not a bad idea. Uh, episode twenty four. 
Don't Ghost This Date with John Cozart. This one had like a Breadsticks song that I remember. Let me see if I can find it. We love singing about food. Yogurt and breadsticks. Yeah. Yogurt and breadsticks. Yeah. I think we're in a weird like uh, version of a, <laughs> yeah, we're in some sort of weird Italian restaurant sure. with a yogurt and breadsticks scenario. As we are wont to do. As we are wont to do. We'll do it all the time. Episode 25, Pump the Steaks with John Gabris. <laughs> oh, this is fun. This has Jeanette Woman. This, this has is Jeanette like, Woman. This has nutritional yeast. This has an alligator climbing up the side of the cliff. Yeah. This has John Gabris as a dad trying to like... This is like Gabris doing the like, hey guys, I don't know how this is going to be, but I'm just going to go for it. And he like really Absolutely does. crushes it. He just it. like goes for it. In fact, because of his vibe and doing that, we do a show later with John and, and Betsy. Because we're like, you don't have to be like a confident singer if you're funny as hell, which both of them are. Jeanette Woman is, I think, the takeaway, like absolute. What, uh, what does that mean? Jeanette Woman is the name of a character, if you can believe it. <laughs> sure. I, I believe she, she I might. I think she's like a sheriff or like a, or like a zookeeper. And she's like... I might, it might be very similar to Paint Spectrum. I might be like, the two me, jobs. Jeanette Woman. <laughs> Follows a recently single father who's taking his two children to, to the, the zoo, zoo and police officer Jeanette Woman who is trying to contain an escaped alligator alone. Yeah. This so, is good. So, so she is, in fact, a sheriff and a zookeeper. No, she's not a zookeeper. She's just. But she's trying to contain she's For some reason, it's okay. her job to try to get the alligator. <laughs> There's definitely a cliff. I remember there being a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can oh, just click cliff. next and it'll take you to the next musical. I don't have to look at the whole list. Hey, people who work on the wiki, great work. Great job, y'all. The next one, by the way, man, there's some hot ones in a row here. Ex-moms. Oh, Days of Mother's Moms. Damn. This is, this is an all-timer for this sure. This is, I think, my favorite title we've ever given a musical. And I can never remember it. Ex-moms, Days, Days of, of Mother's Mo Moms. Days of Mother's Moms. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's such a like dumb, like, remember Days of Futures Past, yes. or whatever the fuck that movie is called. Yes. Like, Ex-Moms. Days, Days of, of Mother's Moms. I'm pretty sure Mario is in this one at some I point. I wouldn't be surprised, but this is also an early time where Scott couldn't play keys <laughs> in LA, so it's a different musician. It's it's our other friend, Scott, um, who who plays very differently. It's Scott Simons, that's Scott right. Scott Simons, so there's, a, there's like a nice, just like in terms of variety, but this has James this Pilot. This has James Pilot. James Pilot, and I a think pilot of time, time, a pilot of time. Yeah, which is... A, it's like rare that hooks stay for this yeah, song, one but of, that's one. One of my better hooks, I would say, is... James is, Pilot... James Pilot, yeah. Uh, Sounds a little pop opera. It was. He that's what he played a little bit more. I think he even brought his own keys, which were a little synthier. Yeah, it was. So it had like automatically a different sound, and it's people. It is. It is like Charles Xavier. It is like. It is X-Men, but it's like all the moms are giving, all the moms give birth and realize that their babies are mutants. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Can I? So it is X-Men moms. Yes. No, it is X but it's just X-Moms. Mo oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. There's, it is X -Men about X-Men, but moms. Yes. Yes. Let me tell you some of the good, good characters that appear in this one. <laughs> Jessica McKenna as Professor Jeanette Xavier. <laughs> Jeanette again so fast. Sorry, yeah. Wow. Uh, or Jeanette, whatever. Um... Professor uh, Maggie Nito is in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, of course, Mrs. Mario is in it and Wolver Maureen is in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
God. Oh, this has what a stink we made. Oh, what this a is stink you, we this made. This is you and Zeke doing the funniest fucking song. It's like you're Kelly, and he <laughs> he only plays two uh, characters in this one. Their names are Clarissa and Steph. Uh, <laughs> so, and I think do we like literally come through and like shit on the floor, it is, it and is. then we're like, oh, what a stink we made. That's the third beat of the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's originally just that we're like harshing the mellow, and like we knock something over, and then we're like, also we shit on the floor. This is like our blacklist musical that if they ever like there's no way we would ever legally be allowed to make it but like a mom drama that imagines if all of the X-Men were moms yes and also we couldn't make it because Mrs. Mario was in it (laughs) (laughs) and also because of Mrs. Mario also because of Mrs. Mario okay what number was that that is number 26 okay I was gonna say let's take a break at 25 but we made one more let's take a quick break take a quick break Whoa, sweet Medicaid. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. We are recording again. We are recording once more. Once morning into the recording, we took a break at the natural breaking point 26 episodes. <laughs> and guess what? Now that we've come back, I have the list of people that have edited the Reddit. There are... The wiki? That's what I meant. The wiki. Hell yeah. And there's 32 of them. Holy so cow. We're going to list them later. <laughs> Why don't you give us the first eight? But I don't even know if... Oh, I can sort it by last edited it. October. Okay, so this is this is in the order that people... Starting in October of 2017, thank you, Bert H. Thank you, Cooley Coolster. Thank you, the Fido. That's there's some there's some X's and Y's and E's Great. in there. Thank you, Contamination with a K. Thank you, Mr. Rectangleman. <laughs> thank you, Crow Kanura. Thank you, Kaka Admiralaka. I don't think I got that one right, but that's the and and one more for now. Thank you, bot from Fiji. Thank you, our first. That one eight. says it's a bot, so maybe that's a bot. But we think the robots too. <laughs> yeah, they should be on our side. That's right. I'm gonna do the next two on this page because then the whole page is done. Okay, perfect. Thank okay, you. That's ten. That's the first. Thank 10 you, Anon Minati, and thank you, Avis Janitor. Thank you so much. All right, episode twenty-seven. What do we got? Do we need to go faster? We'll go a little faster. Okay. <laughs> People are already putting this on two times. Listen, I understand that. And also, if you are the one of the people that uses this to sleep, you're going to be able to use this one for weeks before you actually get through it. That's me. I mean, not with our own stuff, but I do that with other podcasts. Yeah, for sure. I fall asleep to nine different people telling me about succession. This is ASMR. Yeah. Really? What yeah. you're making right now? Hey, remember that episode when we thought yeah. it was about... What's ever 27? <laughs> episode 27 is the one and only Tawny Newsome. It <gasps> makes space for family. Oh, great. Love Tawny. Um, she appears in multiple episodes and multiple, of them, multiple ones are space themed, which is like a very funny harbinger of the future where she's now Becomes queen very, of space. very yeah. much in the, Star Trek. The lead of... the. <laughs> 
the lead character, uh, Mariner Beckett on Lower uh, Decks, Lower Decks, who's going to appear IRL on this season of Strange, Strange New, New Worlds. Worlds. That's right. So, and also the host of the Star Trek podcast officially with Paul Tompkins, and also on Space Force on and also <laughs> on two seasons of Space Force on Netflix. Wow. So space really became all up in her face. Mixed face for Tawny, am I right? That's right. Um, I don't remember much about this except for that it's very like Star, it's more Star Trek than Star Wars. It's very much like people, oh, you're a Trekkie. I am. Yeah. I always forget that. Yes. Um, it's one of the best things about Jackie. <laughs> There's a lot of great things about Jackie. That's, that's one, one of, of the best. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's like very much like a, it's very much like a Lower Decks episode. It's like she plays a captain. She plays the captain mm. and it's, I think about her trying to like, find her found family in space and also Pikachu's there at some point. So I think there's a that's big some argument straight up Zach shit was maybe I just asleep during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then also at some point I think you and I have an argument about what a Pikachu is and it's very funny and good. Oh yeah, because I don't know nearly as much about Pokemon as you. Yeah, not hard. Not what, hard to what was the context for Pikachu entering? That's an excellent question, Jackie, and I could not tell <laughs> no, you. Right, right, uh, maybe right, just right. an alien, maybe an alien right, we right, were meeting. Some people ask why Pikachu is in this musical. I ask why isn't Pikachu <laughs> more musicals. Musical. That's a great point. We've got uh, next All's Wellford that ends Willie with oh. Matt Gorley. Okay, so that's like based on his mother's name, I think. The title does not help me remember what happened in this musical at all. What I do remember is that it was very fun. Matt Gorley's very funny and he has like some he has a lot of like uh, old timey interests, knowledge, and like, so I feel like it's very much about that. And I think he, we got into like his the family names and his family tree are very like yes out of a cartoon book for a, like Americana old names. <laughs> the names the names have got to be good. Names in musicals are musical must have good names. Yes, you're right. None of this, Robert and. <laughs> Bobby, baby, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, bad name. <laughs> no good musical theater writer would ever put someone named Bobby in a musical. <laughs> Tells the story of a New England, New England community struggling to keep their jobs out of the mob's hands and the noble heroine who takes oh, on the yeah. crime so they get to save the town. Yes. yes. People write these log lines and it makes it sound like the musical is much more structured than I'm sure it actually yeah, is. Yeah, really is like retconning, making it seem like it was well thought out. That's I really remember that. That's actually maybe one of our first, another uh, bucket we definitely go to, which is like, probably some street urchins there's like absolutely it's very like turn it's very like gilded age or like turn of the century and it's like yeah uh matt plays a character called sick newspaper delivery boy yeah there's, you play someone <laughs> named baron von tingle yeah exactly yeah it's, it's very newsies it's very like i play a horse everyone's doing exactly <laughs> what they want to do everyone's perfectly cast uh <laughs> tingle jingle, tingle jingle reprise, tingle jingle reprise. Too. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid oh, show. They've also added a section on the wiki called the As We Say Every Week. I don't know how many of those are documented. If so, it's wild. But uh, if, as I say every week, if you're going to plant a daisy, you better get crazy. It started that long it's, ago? Uh, I don't know how long. I mean, yeah, I guess so. This is only episode 28 and we're doing it. Whoa, to me, that's a much more like in into in post 150 thing we do. Yeah, I could go back and find where it started according to the wiki, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, next is Reborn in the Fire, live with Rachel Bloom. 
Oh yeah, this was at um, the Nerdist Meltdown the no comics that doesn't exist anymore. This thing. is the first yeah. time we got Rachel on the pod, not the last. And she, this has a very funny thing where it ends up being about basketball. And she was like, no guys, I don't know anything about basketball. We're like, this is where the musical's going. And there's a fun thing about Tom Cruise where we're naming like Tom Cruise movies maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but there's like in this universe, we like bet on fire. We like bet- the fire department, yeah. You bet on the fire department like someone would bet on the ponies or like the or like sports or something like you can be like i want to put 50 dollars on they're gonna put out a lunchroom fire right like yeah. underground betting was a song yeah exactly yeah. there's like betting and fires and basketball and tom cruise this one was really fun <laughs> hey this one was really fun <laughs> next is love is actually Really complicated with the great Eliza Skinner. Yes. I don't remember much about this except for it probably has great songs. I'm sure it does. Let me see what we got here. Um, this is episode 30, by the way. We're one-tenth of the way done. Must <laughs> go faster. Um, instead of a hotel commonly used for weddings, the musical follows a man whose bride-to-be has left him. Said bride-to-be and her new romance, a hotel maid who dreams of a house and a man and two hotel employees engaged in an on-floor invitation. This is a sexy hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay, is sexy now now I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very made in Manhattan, but without mm-hmm. Ray Fiennes kind of vibe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Russian Into Love Live with John Michael Higgins and Arden Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> this was another sort of wild one. This is at Sketchfest. This is one where specifically Arden Mirren stands up and st- walks down stage and stomps her foot a lot, and then basically never sits back down. <laughs> and we keep trying to like make eye contact with her about like we need eye contact is such like a valuable way that we communicate to, especially when we're not standing in a scene to be like we're doing something else now or like hey you I'm trying to talk to you this character and I just remember she like did not sit down and it was very funny and this is the first time we met John Michael Higgins who we then who would later become in a barbershop quartet with (laughs) we would sing barbershop for fun with him and Briga Helan man that was really fun that was fun I wasn't good enough and that's why it stopped no Um, that's not true it stopped because we were all busy and now he's hosting a game show every hour and Briga's on Broadway but Briga's on Broadway which opened last night in Once Upon a One More Time the Britney Spears musical uh Hell it mostly yeah, stopped though because I couldn't hold that tender part. Absolutely not, my friend. Do not like, talk put, about my friend that please way. Please put me on melody. I can't hold these tight barbershop harms. <laughs> but John Michael Higgins, so and both of them, so so funny. I but that's all I remember is the physicality of being like Arden. You need to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you must sit down. Guest pianist uh, Jacob Russell Snyder. I've probably missed a couple uh, guest, guest pianists pianist. so far. Sorry. Next we have Picket Line Pals with the Doughboys. Of okay, course, so Mike Mitchell and Nick pro, We've always been pro union for those of us. Who, for those of you who are saying we're just clout chasing out here, we've, um, we've always been pro union since February nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. So pretty. is it ten years after the last writers' strike? Yes. But is <laughs> but were we not at all? Were we students during the last one? Yes, yes we, we were. were. Um, there has something about a really long receipt. There's also ET. there's literally an uh, there's literally uh, literally an item in this content that says things Charles Vander Sorensen makes out of CVS receipts. Right. Right. <laughs> Next is Oddities with Griffin Newman. Is yeah. Griffin our first repeat post Paul and Nicole? I think so, yeah. Okay. And this isn't this is another example of just mapping. This is the Odyssey, but about cheese. About a sea of cheese. <laughs> Are the thing yeah, this is another like monsters in a in a in a different thing. We have We're just Candace, a cracker siren, <laughs> Pepper Jackie, uh Jackie. Yeah. A cave aged Gouda. Um, parody Pete. Tell a bunch of cheese and crackers jokes. 
What's not to love? Food. Food. Next, we have Zigging Through Time with Ross Bryan. It takes us 34 episodes to get Ross Bryan on this show. Oops. Whoops. Especially whoops since uh, Ross helps us do a secondary pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ross, well, one of the greats. Ross rules. Ross rules. Ross rules, and don't you dare say anything other than that. Okay. This... That was to the audience, not you. This this is, don't be mad, okay? Okay. There is a moment in this where we almost say that Davey, David Bowie invented jazz. Correct. And you guys both are like, hold on now, let's not have white people claim <laughs> jazz. Well, and let's clarify, we don't say that David Bowie almost invented jazz. I almost say that David well, Bowie invented jazz. <laughs> and my friends Jessica and Ross are there to help me maneuver away from an improvised thought that has real world implications that I had yeah. not considered at the time. Um, which was very fun and yes it was a very like natural like and then maybe this is actually the origin story of this and we were like well (laughs) maybe it's not that because David Bowie is wonderful in his own right we don't because it was like very it was David but we're like we don't need to conflate with this thing that will be very hard to parse through yeah but this is also an episode where Brett played with an effect where we were the spiders and for a short period of time we tried to play with being able to call those shots. Yeah, he, yeah we, we, we had like a series of hand signals that we made to Brett that were like uh, spy, spider voice yeah. or like big echo. Yeah. Um, it is one of the things that if we had like really, we ultimately decided it wasn't like that additive, but it would, would be fun for everyone to have like an effects panel yes. in front of them. Yeah. We just never had like the tech. And, and the then once Brett started playing it. guitar, like we were like, well, we're we gonna have someone else like, be on effects. Yeah, Plus were he, we gonna do it? Yeah, no. It's fun to hear us go. <laughs> but I remember really loving that episode. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, Spiders from Mars, you know. That yeah, that makes sense. There's a song called "Ground Control." Is Major Tom? <laughs> that seems good. Yeah. David Bowie, Alien for real. Oh, there's the song called "Crack Team." I feel like raccoons are involved in this one. Am I wrong? Raccoons, I would say, are in our top 10 animals we go to. Yeah. It's like bears, birds, raccoons. Yeah. Dogs, cats, horses. How's this? Episode 35. Bring your dad to work day and the place that you work as a school <laughs> with David Wayne. <laughs> with David Wayne? With David Wayne. Oh, okay. So this is our little buddy, David. This is our buddy, David Wayne, who we're now writing a full-on musical with. But gosh, I hope the world gets to see. Gosh, we've been working on it for, for, so years. for years. We really like it. Um. Okay, so this I don't remember much about. Except- Almost nothing, except that it was my introduction to David Wayne. That's, what I, that's how I remember it. Yeah, and that it was at a school. And I do think maybe school supplies sung. Yep, that sounds about right. Next is Shawshank Redemption with Demi Adigiwebe, episode 36. Oh my gosh. This one's a, you know, one of those where we're doing Shawshank Redemption, but with small, small Small children. children. Small children, (laughs) yep. Songs like Mean Mean Warden and I Need a Juice Box. Oh my God. (laughs) A character called Bartholomew. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> I'm sure we were all up in these voices. Yeah. What if kids did something serious? That's kind of an off book thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this was a fun one. Hungry Lost Survivor Games with Beth Appel. Yes. This has a hook that stays in my head all the time. That is, thank you for making anything at all. It's a real it's a real artist anthem. <laughs> yes, because it was like um Beth and I both love Survivor and this had, this is like pulling in Survivor themes, but also Hunger Games and also Lost. Yeah. And so some of those 
Zach knows more about. I pulled two of those in because I knew nothing about yeah. one of them. And so we play with all of them and it's very fun. And then I feel like there's like a self-conscious moment where like maybe some of this got too inside baseball because Beth and I could really talk like in the weeds about Survivor. And I was there too. And then we were like, <laughs> but honestly, this podcast is free. And like, if you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. So like really what you should think is like, thank you for making anything at all. <laughs> yes. In our most frustrated moments when people don't like our free content, that is what runs through my head. Yeah, exactly. Or like any time that I'm like, oh, just don't worry about it. Thank you for making anything at all. They have written down the hung official Hungry Lost Survivor game rules. Oh, hell yeah. The goal of the game is to get the most points according to the official rule book. Points can be deducted in physical challenges or in point deduction secret challenges. Certain tasks, which might seem like the sort to earn points, can actually result in immediate elimination from the <laughs> island. The fan favorite call-in bonus points are awarded when fans contact the show to indicate support for a participant. Fans can send parachutes like supplies, medicine. That's Hunger Games. That's yeah. Hunger Games. Every night, a cannon blast indicates the number of contestants who died that day. Hunger Games. <laughs> Any participant who survives today, 35, must choose a finger for amputation. When someone dies, the cannon sounds. All their points are scattered to the wind and other contestants are free to collect them in a special point grab round. <laughs> Holy shit. These are good rules. Points are... Points are awarded as follows. Spotting the first macaw, 10 <laughs> or 50 points. Starting the first fire, 50 points. This list, I'm not going to go through it, but it does sort of speak to something that we do do all the time, which is make arbitrary lists of rules. Yes. Rules or like stupid lists. lists. Stupid rules and stupid yeah. lists are very good. Thank you, Beth. That one was so much fun. Uh, episode 38, Monster Monsters Bubble Ball with John Hartman. Oh. This one has like kaiju yes. under the sea. Um, yes, this is a sweet like prom dance storyline, but it's about like underwater. It's about Kadratu, uh -huh. some sort of giant underwater shrimp man. Um, bigger, better, hotter, wetter. That was good. That sounds good. That, that slaps that. The song, What is Six? <laughs> <laughs> Dead Mouse is blowing our minds. You can tell when this was going on. Um, great. Again, another like insane creatures do a normal thing. Yes. A Balloon in Paris with Gilly Nassim, episode 39. I think this involves something about Costco at some point. It does. And Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Um, the musical is loosely, thank you, <laughs> thank you, editors, a mystery versus as French detectives and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, super fans, Jacques and Claude Fantastique help Marie investigate the disappearance of her love, a red balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. I do think it ends in a Costco. Um, Was the red balloon an inanimate object that you characterized? Couldn't tell you. Let's see if someone plays the red balloon. Yes, they do. Jessica McKenna okay. is the red balloon. Hello, I am the red balloon. I think it was French because like that little short film or whatever. Okay, so now I see Elizabeth Olsen is also in it. The question is, is Trent Olsen in it? Or is he just <laughs> mentioned? Trent Olsen is in it. Okay. Of course. We got all four Olsons. Good pull. Who's your favorite Olsen, Jackie? Okay. I took an acting class from Trent Olsen when I was Excuse literally- me. An acting class from Trent Olsen? I was 13 years old and I was attending New York Film Academy summer camp and he was there. And unfortunately, that's a bad place for him to be with a bunch of middle schoolers because every single one of them was like, is it true that you're Mary Kate and Ashley's brother? And every single time he'd be like- Ugh. <laughs> so you you did did you have like what was your American nationally consumption growing up uh full house and then also the like 
Move How'd you watch that? It was always on ABC Family oh, okay. or like Nick at Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would watch that with friends who had older siblings that were around during the time that cool, it was cool, 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 much, cool, much more on. But also the the Mary Kate and Ash- Ashley movies, which are incredible. The yeah. ones where they're little, or the rom coms where they go to like passport to Paris, winning yeah. are London. We, are, are we talking about like Olsen and Olsen mystery agency stuff? Yes, I okay. think those are the ones that are most in my brain. It takes okay. two. It takes two. Yes, I I've think seen so. it takes two a billion times. Yeah, advice, when they're yeah. like cute and yeah. and, and cute. small and small. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them has never had a sloppy Joe before. And she refers to it as an ooey gooey messy burger. Yes. That is <laughs> That is in such there. a good recall, Jess. It's also a very good line. Yeah. She's like, it's your favorite. You're right. The ooey gooey messy burger. <laughs> also known as a sloppy Joe. <laughs> right. A sloppy Joe. Um, next, another. Do sloppy I, Joes still exist anymore? My mom used to make those sometimes. And they were yeah, good. They must. You guys haven't sloppy Joes? Y'all. You haven't sloppy Y'all, joes? You haven't sloppy joes? Send us some pics of your sloppy joes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's already so gone. Uh oh, uh oh. Another uh, huge Michael Reno favorite. I don't know if it unseated. Um, Attorney at Love. Attorney at Love, but Arctic March Madness with <laughs> Allison Rich, episode forty, almost entirely about I think, penguins? penguins and seals, and out in the in the Arctic. Your dad is so sweet. He likes what he likes, <laughs> and he's very nice. Um, yeah, he's the best. You play Priscilla, Patrick, Narwhal, Arctic Seal 3. Arctic, I play Arctic Seal 1. Polar Bear, Arctic Seal 2. Dog, Paul. Allison plays those. Um, yeah, again. More animals. A bunch of animals. Mm, some sport, some, some, some sports. There, we, we have a fair bit of, a fair bit of competition, whether it's like we're competing for the big show right. or like we're, a sports team, even though you and I not particularly sporty fans of sports, but not often playing sports. Yeah. You more than I fan of, um, next episode. This is a pun title. I don't know how much we followed the, well, okay, episode 41, barely Indiana with, uh, Al Rafai, Arnie Niekamp and Matt Young, the magic tavern boys. Barely Indiana, barely Indiana. That's fun. That's right. Follows a young peace militia recruit in his quest to rid his hometown of violent video games using diapers, reason, (laughs) and time travel. What the actual? Who could say? Don't remember a single thing about it other than it was a great time. Oh, they're the best. And also like five people is a lot to wield a story. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've done it with five for sure. Yeah. Um. Only time? Question mark. Unless they come, there's, except for wet fly story, when they come back later. There's we that do. one other time when it's another example of people being booked on the podcast where we were like, uh oh, those three older gentlemen. Oh, who, that's right. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> oh, okay. Episode forty-two. Stranger Things. Okay, yeah. This is this Brigham is Helen, Broadway star. This is in my top ten. This one is, I think, peak usage of. Uh, Effects for yeah. one, yeah, because we get to use a cool effect when we sing one of the hooks that says in my head, it's midnight and we're biking to our teachers' houses. <laughs> midnight <laughs> and we're biking, biking to our teachers' houses. houses, but like it's not even the hook that it's like the it's just like a boom, 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 but there's like yeah. synthy under it. It's yeah. like it's a really great hook, and it's it's Stranger Things, but it's straight up Stranger Things. Um, Brig is great in it, the whole thing is. This this one is a this one's an all timer. That's the one where we walked away where we're like, not only is it good story, good jokes, but musically really fun. And I think that's the that's the one that's like the hardest to get. Yeah. And so when we hit it, it's like that that 
gets a little different parts of our brains. We're like, and it generally oh, yeah. only happens when we have guests that are like singers yeah, who like, can, who can do like another harmony with us or who, who follow us when we do something a little more complicated. Absolutely. Um, man, there's, uh, some fire ones back to back here. What's in grocery store with Chris Grace? This one has screaming in a river. Yeah. I love that. Um, screaming. <laughs> I think that's the name of the song. Yeah. yeah river screamer one is the name of the character. Yeah. This okay. has some, some, uh, parents and child again, this is like some teen scream your secrets to the river, scream your anger to the river. This has like a fun, um, we definitely probably hear you do like, Hey, <laughs> my slightly away from the microphone yeah. screaming at full volume hey! <laughs> your house is so echoey I'm afraid to do it here good hey! <laughs> get away from the river something like that some would say did we loft the ceiling too high <laughs> yeah no it's beautiful thank you just like a loft in our own ceiling we did ourselves yeah um, episode 44 goat busters <laughs> with Carl Tart <laughs> welcome back Carl Okay, so definitely, definitely just following. Involves a renowned ghost snatcher, his brother, a goat snatcher, and a struggle between Sigma Alpha Kappa fraternity boys and their corrupt Dean. Man, we love, uh, we love frat boys and the Deans. Deans. Deans will come back later too. This one had something in it that I think... Let me see if I can... Uh, it's been... Uh, I'm trying to remember that hook exactly. And we're biking to our teacher's house. It was like that. Yep. Midnight, and we're biking to our teachers' houses. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Something That's like back in that. Stranger Things. Sorry, that was just for me in my own head. <laughs> Episode 45 Forecast Puberty Live with Nicole Byer and John Gemberling. Oh my gosh. My mother in law was at this show and she was like, a lot of swears. A lot, <laughs> lot of swears, a lot of sex in this one. A lot of sex. Listen, you get you order Nicole Byer, you get Nicole Byer. I mean, you love it to death. And also, we got shocked by John Gemberling having a beautiful voice. John Gemberling having a straight up Broadway voice. Mm. Oh, my mother in law, for the record, still loved it. But she was just, I was like, it was oh. so funny. It was one of the dirtier ones we had had yes. up to, the, to that point. There's like forecasting about the weather and also like people being wet. And I remember, I think I tried to name check Dallas. Play Dallas Reigns. Yes, who's a real weatherman? And I and I think no one else knew he was a real weatherman. And I was like, wait, he's the L A. He's L A. A B C. Dallas Reigns weather tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, this was a fun one. Uh, oh, this was a fun one too. Episode forty six, Princess Live Journals with Mono Agapian. Yes, someone find finding journals, finding diaries. Yeah. If you've watched um, a play it by ear and wondering if Mono ever done musical improv, the answer is yes, and it's yeah. right here. Um, this one was so fun. Was there? Yeah, this was Princess Diaries and Princess Live Journal. What was it called? Princess Live Journals. Right. You just said that, right? Well, I was like, oh, it's just about like diaries, but I didn't realize until you said it back to me that way that it might have been a Princess Diaries story. I believe there are some princesses where Di you find out you're a princess and your mm -hmm. grandmother is the Queen of Genovia. Mm -hmm. mm, I don't remember. And she is a journalist. It says it revolves around three friends, Kelly, Kyle, and Steve, whose friendship is challenged when Steve comes out as gay. It doesn't sound like us. <laughs> Gets diagnosed with borderline personality disorder oh. and starts seeing princesses in his head. I don't know about this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we were in good hands if Mono was I'm, shepherding it. I'm sure we were. I'm sure you and I were like, uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> At least I hope we were. Yeah. The South Will Write Again, episode 47. 
Oh, Hillary what a Matthews. tough back-to-back. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> this was about Southern Gothic literature. Correct, it is. It's just the title. The stuff will write again. Um, and this is Hillary and Matthews? Yes, this one was very fun, if I recall. This has a whole song where you have to name a bunch of wigs. That's true. <laughs> uh, name a bunch of wigs. As the character, oops, J.K. Rowling, before we knew. <laughs> this before is a knew. tough run. This is a tough run, y'all. Potentially also before she had done anything. Yes, I think so. 100%. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, yeah. this is 2018. Yeah. yeah. So she was clean and in, clear. In this moment, we're just saying, and here, our hero that we we'll never have a different opinion <laughs> about. <laughs> we love Harry oh, Potter. my gosh, what a heartbreak. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. It's bad. Uh, um, but I think I had just finished reading uh, some Flannery O'Connor. So it was like on and she was an English major. So we, we did like a weird run. We were like, oh, you both knew things. We and, can- I, <laughs> and I was J.K. Rowling. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like what happened in this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose you, <laughs> you yeah. Could- Listen, I could learn things. I just don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you why. It just doesn't happen. Um, episode 48, I spy my special guy live with Chris Red at Clusterfest. Oh, fun. This um, one was wild, if I recall. Like, really, really fun, but also crazy. <laughs> I, I I remember more vividly his other one at Moon Tower that involved, like, a 7-Eleven that'll come later. He's, oh, right. What's this He's one? been a live guest twice. So, I, but, so this one, I'm a little, like, I don't remember. I can picture the picture where we are on stage and we turn around and take a photo, but I don't remember. Oh yeah. He plays Q-Tip the rapper. <laughs> I'm into geocaching and I force it into this particular episode <laughs> is a thing that happens. This is like a <laughs> stop using sex as a weapon <laughs> is the song in this one. Who is Q-Tip? We got some boys rolling up. This one was fun. I don't remember it, but I remember it being fun. Yeah. It was a fun festival. We got to see the Lonely Island perform. Oh my wow. God. And what, and like maybe their only live tour they've ever done. They yeah. did like two shows after this. Yeah. It was such a good, was, Chris, special guest, pr- Chris Parnell. Yeah. I'm like, like and wild And the crowd show. went wild. The crowd like, went wild. Parnell. And, and it was like, like yeah. <laughs> this concert rocked. Um, but it's not the next episode, which also rocked. Episode 49. Boom, boom. Here comes Hollywood with Eugene Cordero. Oh, that's a fun one. Yes. Um, a musical pack with old-timey movie stars. Yes, mm-hmm. this is like a classic Hollywood one. Momagers and Ryan Lochte with songs like Party, Pizza Party, Boom Boom Hollywood, and A Movie Star and a Legally Blind Man. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, very, very funny. Eugene, very, very funny. Um, then we have episode 50, Legally, Can We Let It Go with Lost Culturistas, Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers. Oh, this is the beginning of using the Wicked Riff. That is right. A long-standing joke for us of, uh, uh, at the end of songs. Um, this is the only time we have we have Matt Rogers a handful of times, who's amazing. But Bowen quickly, uh, well, he never lived in LA, but he quickly is not in LA. He's extremely often. on SNL. It's not like extremely this. busy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But there was a time where we were like at comedy festivals with them a lot. Yeah. And this was very fun. I don't remember that much about it except for the Wicked Riff. There is, I think. There is a, there is a, we do a thing here, which I think structurally is like interesting where we like cut to like a live television show and we like go back and forth between like the writer's room and the thing that we're talking about. Like we just bend space in a way that we, and time, I think in an interesting way, if I sort of recall that correctly, which I may not. If that's not what happens, I like that. And so put that in the word cloud. Put it in the word cloud, Jackie. This oh followed by episode fifty one musical revolution the revolution which is our first just you and I episode yes um 
were we thinking like maybe we should sh- shake it up at episode 15? I honestly think we had like a booking fallout. We had a booking fall through and we we're like, we'll do it with just us. Yeah. And it was like Eric Calver on the drums. Oh, we, oh, when did, when did drums start? Couldn't tell you. Let's see if there's any before this. Um, because that took, that was a process. That was a process to put drums but in. But you know what it might be though? We're coming up on a year. Right. Because the next episode is episode 52, the final off book. Where we invite people back from the first, this is just our first year? Jeez. This is our first year. Wow. We're one sixth of the way through roughly. Wow. wow. Okay. So yes, we brought, we bring back like 10 people to try to make like a, to try to Springfield off book and be like, all these people exist in the same universe. And it is immediately, uh, impossible to navigate. Correct. Um, I think plays a janitor (laughs) and we're, and he like, he makes like a big swing that we're like, um, can you actually just play that character you play? Yeah. It's, there are, uh, there are Scott Ackerman, Nicole Parker, Paul F. Tompkins, Eliza Skinner, Ashley Ward, Aaron Whitehead, John Hartman, Paul Shear, Tony Newsom, Zeke Nicholson. Wow. It's look, they're all great. And we decided what if they all came in at once and we learned that was fun. Let's let's try it different the next time we bring. We a bunch had people, of people come in and out too the whole time because people's wow. schedules were a nightmare. Yeah. Sort of like it's basically it's it's a kind of fan service episode where yeah. like like a clip show. It's a clip show. It's a clip show where we're, the clips are all new. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out improvising a clip show about the thing you improvised and where some people's episodes are almost a year old is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, and you and I play ourselves. That makes we sense. can't even help them with like fictional characters. Do we, oh, wow. I, I think we actually probably play other people as well. But yeah. Oh, actually, Do Not Disturb should have been on this computer the whole time. Are you kidding me? Dang, mine's not, but also it hasn't been dinging, so it's been chill. <laughs> Mine just dinged for the first time. We've been going for hours now. Okay, we're getting to 150. Yeah, let's go to... Which is 100 from now. <laughs> yeah, and maybe we'll additionally call it and only go to 100. But let's say right now, we're going to 150. We expected this to take like four hours. Yeah, so. it's already taken two. It's taken two, and we did do fun chatting for one when we first got here. Yeah. No, no, no. We've recorded for two. I know. So okay. we've been here for three. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I thought you were... <laughs> I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> so, no, so the one doesn't count. <laughs> it's only been one hour because we talked for an hour. <laughs> From the beginning. It's midnight and we're biking to our teacher's houses. Stranger Things, the musical, is inevitable. I feel like that is something that will definitely happen. Totally. Okay. Zach had some technical difficulties and also I need to tell you, snack report. I got this popcorn for us to hang out with. Okay. We're hanging out with this popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. I, I heard that too. And this popcorn is pina colada. Very wild. And you may think, popcorn, that's a bad idea to eat that while doing a podcast. We say, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. I'm really into that pina colada popcorn. I know Mm -hmm. it's a big swing, but I'm (laughs) loving it. Okay. Thank God Superstar with Brian Safi. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. So funny. Um, thank God, superstar. Nope, not ringing any bells. Yeah, I can't tell you anything about it because the webpage isn't loading. I've got it right now. It's a rock musical about a talent competition reality show. Oh, it's working now. One Direction esque kid contestants, Oasis, The Pope, and more. Okay, so kind of like an American Idol situation, but they're putting together a band. Yeah, yeah like like I think competition or like some sort of like 
coming together is something we definitely do a lot. Mm-hmm. God's in this one too. Don't worry. The Pope is in it as well. Oh, maybe Brian was also raised Catholic. Cause I usually do that when there's one other one in the room with me. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember a little bit more about this one. Episode 54, Property Yeti Brothers with Gene Villapeak. You were on, is this right after your honeymoon? You were really on your Property Brothers shit. Oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> when is this? No, this July is 2018. too late. No. I mean, look, I love, we, I know this you podcast, always love we it. love an HGTV. Yeah, we love, we love a home reno. And we love a Property Brothers, but actually we love a House Hunters International. Mm. <laughs> and recently we love a bargain block. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Fuck Zaslav, of course. Absolutely. But Max has not one, but like several shows about remodeling motels. And I'm like, that is absolutely my shit. Yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, you've obviously seen uh, the Trixie Motel. Yes. So ex- good. Excellent. Excellent. There's another one about like a sister and her large family rebuilding a lodge like out in the woods. I haven't something. watched any of them yet. I've just seen like on a splash page like that I could watch like three separate programs about renovating a motel. Listen, some reality is good. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. Okay, and that's okay. Absolutely. But it should all be on there forever. And you shouldn't be able to take it off your platform and then claim <laughs> Just a, to save claim a loss. <laughs> well, they write it off as like a tax loss because they lost a property that they removed from it's fucked up. Oh, okay. Property Yeti Brothers, though, is fun. And it's about <laughs> there's, a yet, there's a Yeti. Uh, Follows two Yetis that befriend an intern who inspires them to move to New York City. (laughs) Um, Excellent. We love Yetis. Okay. Here's one of our all-timers. Episode 55, The Kids Are at Night with Mary Sohn. Yeah, I love this We have talked about like if we were going to like do just like straight up take one and do a version of it. This one is arguably one of the easier ones to do because its scope is so small. Yes. It doesn't have any like supernatural elements. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think there might be a talking horse, but beyond that, there's probably a talking horse. And I think a kid gets stuck, stuck in a possibly freezer. in a freezer. Yeah. But yes. But it's just about like three siblings and the oldest one is watching them while the parents, I think have like crazy sex. I think have like kind of like kinky, like bondage sex. Yeah. But the they, point is that the, like, we know the kids are watching. So it's like, what was the thing that we could have them do that uh, would shock the kids? And the kids go for a walk and they go to a 7-Eleven mm-hmm. and the oldest sister has a crush on the boy who works at the 7-Eleven and the two younger siblings are like getting in the way. Whose name is, get this, Danth. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's name is Danth. But I remember thinking like, oh, this could be a movie pretty, a, lo- a lot easier than other things that we've done. And it was just like, and it was sweet, even though there was like funny, silly, goofy stuff. It was very sweet about like siblings and... It's sweet. It's got heart. It ticks a lot of off book boxes. It's like that that feeling as a kid where you get that first bit of independence to you where they like go out like at night walking by themselves. Yeah. yeah. And it goes without saying, but Mary Sohn absolutely crushes it. Guest to come in is Dan Wessels. Thank you, Dan. Would you describe it as coming of age? Yeah. 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 100%. This one I didn't recognize from the title, but now that we said the guest, I do recognize episode 56, Stop for Doug, live with Baron Vaughn. Oh, live where? This is Just for Laughs, Montreal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. Yes. This is... I don't think we ever told this story. This is like... It, I don't know why I was, I think probably because I like 
almost made new faces a handful of times, but never did. So JFL was like something I had to go to. And I was like, we have to go to JFL. We have to have JFL as a credit. And then Zach and was we like, do multiple times. And then Zach was like, I actually have a family wedding that weekend. And I'm like, well, we have JFL. And so he like woke up and flew from Chicago to Montreal and back and back in the same day to go to this wedding. I also was in Austin visiting my sister, flew from Austin to New York, then New York to Montreal. But when I land, they're like, there are no flights. All the flights to Montreal have been canceled. And the next time you can fly is in a week. And I'm like, but JFL, what will we do if we don't perform at a ballroom at 12 at a hotel <laughs> at, at JFL? For 100 people. At JFL. It was packed, but it was a small room. Yes. <laughs> and it, and so I ended up like, honestly, through a glitch in a booking website and someone being kind to me, I rented a car and drove from New York to Montreal. Drove across the border nine it, hours or something. Yeah, like. yeah, something like that. And like got in, met met up with my friend, Kate Gill. Kate Gill. And she had a tiki drink waiting for me. Congratulations, Kate Gill. Wow. <laughs> Kate Gill's getting married. Uh, tiki drink. And then the show was the next day. But it was wild on all sorts. And also Scott had recently found out he was about to be a dad. That's right. So all three of us had chaos energy. This was a wild show. Baron Vaughn is, Bond is so force, funny. He's so funny. This is a show about, oh, it's our international premiere. That's exciting. The musical follows a trio of smelly environmentalists <laughs> who ride the bus, save the forest, and fall in love. Subplot includes a loose retelling of the myth of narcissists, albeit with a much happier ending. There you go. Man, y'all are really doing the Lord's work with this wiki. Yeah, my gosh. Um. Okay. Episode 57. Oh, no. Try... Oh, no is one word. Trial separation with Kyle Dunnigan. I do not remember this one at all. Yeah. That's a real... It follows three men spending time together in a basement and listening to the experimental avant-garde music of... Bjorkion Ono and their wives upstairs who strongly disapprove. <laughs> I do kind of remember it now. It's three dudes being shitheads in a basement and their wives upstairs, like ignoring them and like, yeah. yes, fun. Another small story, a small story, some, some marital dynamics. That's right. Um, the next one is episode 58 beyond behind Sondheim with Guy Branham. This was another guy was down, but was confused about what the show was. Didn't know he was going to sing. And there yes. was a huge, just was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. But this was very much like, whoopsies. He didn't know exactly what this was. Yeah. Thank goodness. He's hilarious. Yeah. Other whoopsies. We, oops. We made Stephen Sondheim straight in this one. <laughs> we married him to someone named Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. It's improv. It happens yeah. sometimes. Sometimes someone is Steven Zonheim, and then someone else comes in and is like, Steven, get in here. And now he's married to a woman named Martha. So it's it's all pretend. Um, the note I just made was, oops, we made Sondheim straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we are sorry. And we are sorry. We do apologize. Um, their dog, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Who knows? Great. Oh, this is fun. Episode 59. Um, Tawny's back. So we're doing sci-fi. Welcome to Men in Black 4. Good. Men in Black 3 was maybe about to come out when this was happening. Or had recently, yeah. Either way, we skipped it and went to the next one. Good. Um, that's another thing we like to do. Sequels to things that don't exist. Yeah. Or like <laughs> skip way, way forward yes. and do like a later thing. Um, oh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's in this one. Good. Uh, or it begins with three Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan, fans in a hot spring. 
who come to realize that no one has passed away in the last two years. Ooh, what a Ooh, cool sci-fi. It's kind of like the inverse of Children of Men. Yeah. No one has died versus no one is born. That's right. Um, when did this one come out? August 27th, 2018. Hmm, never mind. I was going to say, maybe I just came back from Jen D'Angelo's bachelorette party, which was heavily The Rock themed. <laughs> we're always talking, look, we're always talking about The Rock and how his diet is mostly. God. <laughs> no one wants to hear about your dreams. Episode 60 with Aaron Gibson. This is just a real way how I feel. Yeah. Well, I always feel bad about it because actually I'm the person who wants to talk about my dreams. That's true, my friend. You are. But then you don't want to receive. I No, I will. I just always say at the top, I'm sorry. I know no one wants to hear about dreams. <laughs> but here's the story. But here's the dream, dream anyway. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Um, um, that has witches in it, maybe? It sure does. Yeah. I think I am the hero in this one. And what that means is I'm just constantly getting dunked on by the two of you. <laughs> yeah. I do play, and you can tell it maybe bubbles up on me because I later play a character called Turtle with a Knife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As as good, good friends and partners, we sometimes have emotional check-ins about like the improv of that, even though I knew it was improv, felt like I was the bad guy and we we yeah, we both have a couple moments of that where you're just like well you kept making me do hard things yeah yeah and that was probably yeah, that was definitely one where I feel like I was probably just like like uh peeing the potting we were peeing the potting 100 there was like witches the witches were tricksters there was a little boy getting on a bus and you're probably like fuck you little boy <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're witches yes 100%. and you're like okay well i should be in the musical at some point no get out of here well later i'll come back with <laughs> turtle, turtle with a knife, knife. <laughs> uh, um i do remember it being very fun though um okay episode 61 do trust the D in destiny with Sean Clements and Hayes Davenport. Oh, banana King, banana King. You'll yeah. always be my banana King. <laughs> this is a, this was a wild one tonally, but I think it was, it was fun to, um, well, the Hollywood handbook boys have a such vibe. a vibe and they were definitely coming to playfully play in our sandbox, but we're also like, this is when we're both still at Earwolf. So they're both, they're also like, we're going to bring, some Hollywood handbook energy. Correct. Once we're in, they the- had a much bigger listenership than we did, and so we were like, "Great, thank you." Yeah, please, so let's please see if play. see if we can get any of your people interested in this. <laughs> yeah, show. exactly. So it played, but they mostly, I think, turned it towards each other, which was kind of them. They weren't. They were nice. They're usually. They're all, nice I mean, to us. It, they, everyone's in on the joke. I just mean it's funny to navigate like a map on tone, like a a secondary like meta tone of like they're not playing Sean and Hayes. They're playing Sean and Hayes from Hollywood Handbook, and they're now doing a musical. And now they're doing a musical. <laughs> yes. That is true. But banana king. I don't even remember what that is except for... Me neither. I think someone puts a banana peel on their head and says, I'm I'm the the banana banana king. King. (laughs) And that's another one that I think I only remember it because it was probably some Hollywood handbook people finding the show for the first time and being like, this is the one I will always remember. It's like, yeah, of course I will. It's the first one you listen to. Yeah, yeah. And it has your other friends you like. It has your other friends you like. Um, But I do remember you'll always be my banana king being very funny and they're not wrong. Putting a banana peel on your head and saying, I'm the banana king. It's funny. Very, Very funny. Um... Poetry, 1959, live, oh, episode 62 yeah. with Taryn Killam. This is a top one. Eric Calver on the drums, Dynasty typewriter. This this one. It, we're ch- look, we're, te- we're checking the boxes of uh, Scampi Orpins. Yeah. We're checking the boxes. This is Beans, Kippers, and Mash. This has a love story, that, but also has like a coming of age story. This starts with me learning that Taryn Killam is also into the Counting Crows. Yeah. And that comes back in a and big that way. that comes back. Beans! Kippers Beans. and Kippers and mash. Um, Taryn was so fun. Yeah. I think we actually tried to get him back on later and just scheduling didn't allow. 
But Taryn, Taryn, our door's open. As we know you're listening to this episode. We know you're, you're a long-time <laughs> listener. The musical follows paddleboat retrievers turn poets. I don't know what that... Oh, paddleboat retrievers. I was like, what kind of dog is a paddleboat retriever? It's the people that bring the paddleboats back when yeah. it leaves them in the I believe the that like you play like almost like a poet savant where you're like, I'm not good at anything except for poetry. Right. But And you're like kind of like a, a doofus. And I'm like, but all I do is try it poetry kind of <laughs> character. And Taryn is a poetry scout. And, the, and then I kind of like play, like I help you come up with the poems. Those characters' names were Low Fat and Susan. <laughs> I'd say not our best work, but certainly our work. <laughs> it's got us written all over it. Susan. Oh, this one's wild. Um, this is episode 63, Limitless Vision, Visionless Vision Quest with Lauren Adams. Yes. Who is, uh, this is this is a wild one. Um, I love Lauren. The three friends consume the, the limitless, limitless pill. pill. <laughs> and they go soul searching through the Amazon rainforest. This episode of Off Book is brought to you by drugs. Yep. Yeah, I think yep. I had like really just been reading some articles about ayahuasca. Maybe had even watched like <laughs> Chelsea Handler do ayahuasca and there was like, go. oh my gosh, the thing about ayahuasca is you puke. Improv students, you know what the greatest thing you can go do for your improv? Just go live your life. <laughs> That's where the details come from. And consume other media that isn't the media people don't are always just referencing. just go watch improv. Yeah, and, oh, that's for damn and sure. And also don't just watch the other thing. But if you do watch the other thing, uh, you could watch Law and Order, Restaurant Unit, which is our episode 64, <laughs> with Scott Ackerman, Lauren Lapkus, and Paul F. Tompkins. I forgot that we had a Freedom episode. Yes, we did. Um... Uh, I don't remember anything about that, except that it was probably a hoot. Crack team of investigators as they pursue justice for the victims of restaurant crimes, <laughs> solving a murder and listing their favorite yogurt toppings in the process. <laughs> hey, uh, what's your favorite yogurt topping, y'all? Ooh, are we talking just like a plain yogurt or are we starting, is the base like a Greek yogurt? Like I'm thinking like on a frozen yogurt, like a oh. Menchies or a Froyo, oh. a yogurt land. I, you know, I don't usually go for toppings. When I do, I love a classic rainbow sprinkles. Mm. Um... And I love any sort of like, <laughs> I like to get gummy bears, even though they add nothing to the ice cream. I just like eating gummy bears. Yeah, I used to definitely <laughs> the do the move where I put like a candy on the side that was just like bonus dessert. It's just cold candy. <laughs> yeah, like, and, you'd, and you try to make it not touch yes, so it doesn't freeze. <laughs> exactly. I like wouldn't eat it as part of the yogurt at all. Oh, It'd be like, funny. okay, get through this yogurt and then, <laughs> and then a treat. Gummy worms. <laughs> I like some shredded coconut. I like a, a graham cracker crumb. Ooh. I like a I I like strawberries and chocolate chips mm -hmm. on like a vanilla yogurt. Mm -hmm. Vanilla is hated on, and I don't get it. It's a flavor. It's a flavor. It's a flavor. A very if popular does, Nick Weiger a, opinion. It's a flavor. It is a flavor. If it's not a flavor, then why does it have an extract? Yeah. Jessica, have you ever read the book Wild? Um, I yes. Okay, this episode is called Wild by Cheryl Strayed. <laughs> I must have just finished it. <laughs> Jackie Johnson, episode 65. But this is also, I think, when I came back from Yosemite and I was obsessed with talking about Yosemite. So this has um, this has a course that I set where I misquote a John Muir quote where it's anywhere that's wild and I say like any place that's wild and there's like a course that's like any place that's wild but it's actually anywhere that's wild okay. but I had just come back from Yosemite and I was like here's the thing Yosemite really good <laughs> do, you, do you think uh, people have forgiven you yeah I don't think they all know the John Muir quote that's great Chooch came for this one. Chooch the dog. Chooch the dog. There's a section called Costco hacks, which is, I guess, a thing that we uh, we uh, 
we gave people here, just like our actual Costco hacks. One, anyone can buy alcohol there for show. Yeah. It's illegal to have club places on alcohol. So even if you don't have a Costco membership, you can go buy alcohol from the Costco. Mm -hmm. Instacart will deliver from Costco, source engineer Brett. Costco offers the best deal on contact lenses. Whoa. And their hot dogs, the very best. Great Mm -hmm. hot dogs. I miss hot dogs. Uh, although I do now recent uh, frequently go to the Hot Dog Depot, which is the car outside of the Home Depot, because they have turkey dogs. <laughs> and they call themselves the Hot Dog They're Depot. They're called the Hot Dog Depot. They're I outside didn't... of multiple Home Depots, and every time I do it, I sing it in the Jukebox Hero theme. Wow. Hot Dog Depot! <laughs> <laughs> we Object to Fear, live, episode 66. You know, it's hard to say if I would think this one is famous if it was not like had hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. It is it is one of those weird ones that is like, is this objectively? I mean, like, I will say this. I really like it. It's the second one that you and I have done just the two of us. And it's the first one that just the two of us, of us ever do live. Yeah. And I think it unlocks like a certain layer of the podcast that we love, which is like we get to make a lot more complicated moves when it's just the two of us. The success of this one is what leads us to continue to do this frequently when we're touring and not like scramble to find a guest. Yeah. Um, um, but obviously it's about the the banquet of a mock trial team where we are both pulling from like deep, deep actual personal. knowledge on this yeah. one. And it's like a small, it is also coming of age. It's Someone small, comes out. It's uh, a small teen story. And it's, I would say actually a not bad contender for just straight up adaptation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I have seen that one. Hey. Yay. I have seen that one. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. <laughs> course what if i was like thumbs down i would have said okay interesting what's your and why it's the one i've seen and i hated it um (laughs) um, yeah i obviously really related to it because i was a debate kid okay so it was it was very up my alley you know what else it has which which is like um three it has three dimensional mom characters in it which is something that you play a lot, which I love. Like you will frequently be like, someone will be like, the mom has to do this. And you'll be like, no, the mom is a full person. And the mom can go do this. <laughs> the, other thing. The, mom, the mom, the mom is multifaceted. Let's not have in the mom. Well, we also really connected about this similar thing that we felt about moms, which is that when they bring something to a potluck, it's very vulnerable and you feel scared if they're, if your friends don't eat it. Right. <laughs> you're like monitoring. How yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah, Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, mom's yeah, yeah. It, it always, it always turns out great. Cause our moms are both very good cooks, but like there is a like, there's a fear. There's a judgment based on how many people eat the food that you bring. And yes. Anyone that has brought a thing to a potluck themselves knows that they are being like, you'll know at the end yeah. if people wanted to eat all your food or not. One time I brought, my mom makes this really good bean dip and you don't want to know what's in it because it's so bad for you. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Hint, it's- beans are just the beginning. <laughs> fully and one time I brought it to a Super Bowl party and it's not aesthetically pleasing especially once it's sat for a second and a layer of guac on top no it's just a bean dip with like melted cheese on top and scallions and but it's it's a bean dip you know and it's so good and uh no one was digging in and I was starting to feel a little sad yeah and I was also like well, now it's only getting less good that it's not hot. Like mm-hmm. if, if people went in the top, they'd be like, holy shit. Yeah. But the longer this sits, it's actually, it is diminishing returns. And then someone found it towards the end and was like, holy shit, this thing's been here the whole time. And I was like, I know, I couldn't push it. You can't make people eat your shit. And bring a horse to bean dip. You, you can't, can't make it break it through that top layer. <laughs> <sighs> And they've linked the video in it. Thank you. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, incredible. Ooh, another Destiny title. A Meeting with Destiny, 67. Is this our third Destiny title so far? Shrugging Destiny. Don't trust the D in Destiny. Yeah. 
a meeting with destiny. At least third, yeah. We're only in episode 67, but it is Ross Bryant, so it's fine. And also, that's just a word you're going to come back to. It's just a word. You're going to say it a lot. And also, it's, you know, it's destiny. Um, Oh, this one is fun. Someone drops off a mysterious and potentially dangerous package addressed to the powerful CEO, Phoebe Thunderstein, uh, (laughs) at a business office. It's up to the mailroom worker, Doug, to deliver it to the top. There's like a series of traps in an elevator. Yes. We love elevator scenes. Yeah. And we we like obstacles that are also contained in a physical space. That's right. Um, I wonder how much of that is like an audio thing, like getting to describe all that. Yeah, that's true. It's much easier audio than physical. For sure. Next is 68 Monster Kids with Lou Wilson. Oh, I love this one. This is our second Halloween episode, and it's it's another, like, coming-of-age, like, small story, but they're all monsters. It's like four monsters and their dads are going to go, like, out on Halloween night, but they are all, like, a monster. Yeah. No thank you too scary in this episode. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. That's just a broad thing that we agree on. It's actually say. from our Nickelodeon writer's room in That's 2014. Right. Thank you, Justin Michael. No thank you too scary. No thank you too, too scary. Too scary. Um, episode 69. Nice. The Book of Horses <laughs> with Travis McElroy. Oh, fun. Yeah. This one truly was like a whirlwind because he like had an hour. Yes. And I think this is like one of the first ones that when Earwolf moved down to uh, floor two. It's at the new. It's at the new floor, so it was sort of like wild for us too. But it, it's like you know, again, it's horses. There's a horse god. There's seahorses. Great. It's you know, it's classic off book. Um, and we do a rap about cereal at the end, which I think is very. It's a, <laughs> the quote says, "Oh, plus stay till the end." I thought it said, "Please stay till the end." <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah, I'm so grateful that Travis made time for us. This was so much fun. Um. Okay. The first annual Orlando County Airport B with Allison <laughs> Becker. Yes. This is like vaguely spelling B-esque, but in an airport in Orlando. And I think we we're like dunking on somewhere in Florida. Maybe, maybe you're not. Uh, always safe to dunk on Florida. Always safe. But Allison Becker is in this and she's great. Um another competition though. Another competition. Especially kids in competition. There's a song here called Ticket to Eleven, Just Like You Were Clevin. There's a character named Clevin in this one. Good. Uh, <laughs> no notes. No notes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is, uh, there's a, another song earlier called Clevin. <laughs> Clevin's a good name. Okay. Episode 71, Flula Borg, Throwing the Robot Planet for a Loop. Scott was half a show late to this one. Yeah. (laughs) And and Flula was like a pretty big booking for us. And like, and so we were like, we can't cancel this. And it was very rare that we were like safely banked. We usually like needed the episode so that we could come out immediately. So he (laughs) very generously was like, well, I have my looping machine. And so we like the first, you do it, right? We, I think we all take a turn on it, but yes, I do try it. It's the, hard. It's really hard. So for the first half of this musical, all the accompaniment is like us taking turns, looping it, and then Scott arrives. Yeah, uh, and it and uh, is is very fun. And by the way, like in any other podcast, this would not be an issue. Scott, <laughs> Scott is great. We've done a month bunch of. He's like, oh yeah, it was, it was just like an accident, but it was just also happened just to like, happen on this day. And we're like, we can't reschedule this person. I think we would have straight up just waited had we not had this looping pedal. Yeah, and we were like, okay, this is. And like if maybe it had the- been like maybe someone we knew better, right? Not a famous person. 
Um, but this one was fun. I think there's like transformers in this one. It's a yes. dream to be a submarine, make it a sky. Uh, submarine bots, computer stuff, blowholes, Roomba birds, a lot of robots. We do robot stuff a lot. We do do robots a lot. Which is wild because if you asked me what we do a lot, I wouldn't be like, we do robots all the time. But yeah. We do do robots all the time. And I don't think... I knew we did competitions this often. Yeah, we do. Um, Robot competition? This one, however, is right down our alley. Uh, episode 72, Jeff Hiller, a sea star is born. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is like a live a little, show in New is, York. Yeah, this is a Little Mermaid, a star, a star is born mashup. Uh, Dan writes on keyboard, Sarah Mullins on the drums in the Murmur Ballroom. And yeah, it's basically just a star is born has recently come out. And so we, we make Lady Gaga Ariel and we like Ursula's still in it for sure. Was this the one in the synagogue kind yeah. of, or it wasn't a synagogue. It was like a Except, Jewish center uh -huh. and there was like a Torah in the back that we pulled curtains in front of. And then, <laughs> yeah, I think it was like trying to become an event space and it was like, yeah. maybe it's still, it was cool, but it did feel. Bar mitzvahs definitely were happening there. Not too. Like, I remember us walking in and being like, how show here? And then show here very because good. Because there were like children in backpacks being like yes. brought through a hallway. Yes. It was, like a, it was like a JCC until six o'clock when they started turning it into like a music or comedy venue. It was very fun. <laughs> Which was fun. But a little bit of a, like a, huh? Episode 73, The Doctor and the Beast, Darcy Carden. Was this supposed to be a holiday episode or did it, or, or not? Yes. Yes. This is the example of the time that I didn't know what to do. Yes, we were, this was, uh, this was, a, this was like a Grinch story and I was playing the Grinch and I was like, well, we all know the Grinch kids. You love the Grinch. This I love a, the Grinch. It's a big thing we disagree about. Yeah. What's your favorite Grinch? Uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, right. He's a horror show. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. She's scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember there was one song where I kept trying to walk back from the Grinch comedian vehicular manslaughter and right. you and Darcy were like, but he did. And I was like, guys, we're 10 minutes into this musical where the Grinch is going to be the hero. He can't. We can't start him at vehicular manslaughter. And then I believe you start singing a song called Intent is an Impact. And I'm like, but it literally is under the law. Like, right. I agree with the sentiment, but like legally, <laughs> I didn't mean to kill anybody. I, but, and I fully had to stop. And I was like, guys, I don't know what to do with this. For sure. And I think we... And then like... This was when we wanted every episode that month to be vaguely holiday. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so it had fallen, but we were like, but this one can be light because it's the beginning of December. It was still very fun, but that was a time where I was like, I don't know what to do with Look, this. You can't do 300 and not have a couple that like grind your, grind the gears grind to gear a halt. Grind your gears. Um, but it was all like, it was all improv, like fun, yes, ending. And I'm like, I won't be able to sustain this. Yes. Which is like <laughs> such a... Which is different from scene-based improv and narrative. Because if it was a single scene, I'd be like, whatever, we'll sweep this. Do whatever, this. we'll yeah. go on. We'll go on. But like, this is a character that we have to come back to and we have to like feel something for them. Right, right. Well, and I, and if someone else wants to play him, God bless, but I can't play this vehicular man's yeah, no, There was wild energy in this one, for sure. <laughs> um, Mrs. Potts is in it, obviously. Obviously. Oh, wait, hold on. Did we do a, um, did we do a Be Our Guest parody in this one? Yes. Which is very fun. Which is good. I forget what we called it, it but what, there, somewhere in here. Oh, it was called Kill Us All. It was, <laughs> this one was dark. Yes. Yeah. There, there was like, it was all of the, it was all of the, they just wanted, Jackie's Jackie dying. liked it. This was all, this was like was all of, so funny. it was just all of the like, yes, they, like they were trapped our, in a curse and they wanted to die. <laughs> Which it is very funny. It is very funny, but does it sustain? Who knows? Um, then we have episode 74. Wow. Okay. This one's called Actually Love. 
Um, and this is Matt Rogers. This is Matt Rogers. And this is... Um, Even though we had love is actually complicated with Eliza, we have actually love, which is a Christmas. And it's love about actually. like a pop star, maybe? Um, a rock and Santa-centric musical. He's Santa. Oh, yes. Packed with internet trolls, reindeer, Amy Adams, and more. Yes. Uh, a nice internet for the holidays. You know, maybe this inspired his Christmas special. This is how he became the Prince of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Long may he reign. Um, naughty or a libertarian is a song we sing in this song. That feels very Matt Rogers. It's, yeah, it's honestly, it's, it's good. Um, okay. Are we in Happy Paul? This isn't Happy Paul F days. That must Paul be the, would be in all of them. That must be the next year. Okay. Speaking of, A Cup of Christmas. Episode 75, Paul F. Tompkins, Nicole Parker. This one takes place in a diner. They're trapped in an ordinary diner uh, over... Christmas. Is there like time travel? It's one of they just trapped physically. They're mostly trapped, but it has like diehard energy. It's like, can we get out of the diner? Yeah, like classic action man is a song. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, look, we love a Christmas musical. We've done a bunch of them. Is this ice so loud? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like an instrument. I know. Right. This is not a musical one. <laughs> I have to swallow this ice. Hold on. I know. Cause it's, it's, it's small. Small ice. Small ice. In case anyone is wondering, this year we do the 12 days of Fishmas. That's a good one. Yeah. A I feel California like you do Garibaldi. Garibaldi. <laughs> State fish. It's orange. Can't fish it. Great. How rude that the verb for killing them is their own name. What? Oh, fish? You fish fish. Oh. Yeah. You don't deer deer. You do fly flies, though. You do fly flies, but that's to fish fish. That's right. Wow. I'm going to have to think about this for a while. <laughs> that's crazy. We've got time. And before we <laughs> get to we though, <laughs> we said we were going to get to 150. We're at 76. Um, but it's a great time as we go into the new year to talk about the next page. <laughs> Of podcast wiki editors, uh, thank you, A. Engelberg. Oh, that's Al- that's that's our uh, Alex. That's our Discord head. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Steve Granado. Thank you, Sean Matthew Leary. Thank you, Snacky, and thank you, Sean K O eight one three. Thank you, Fandom. Thank you, Happy Yawn. Thank you, Deck Jimmy. Probably December Jimmy. Thank you, Jay to the Ona. Thank you, Larky. That's the other page. Now we're at the New Year's Revolutions. Are we in twenty nineteen? We are in 20... This is recorded in December 24th, 2018. So yes, it's the 2019th. Um, and it, I guess it's just us live at Dallas Comedy House. Oh, we did two episodes here. Yeah. In a row. Yeah. And one of them was New Year's Revol- Revolutions, which maybe... This is also like, hey, it's the holiday break. Let's use old banked live episodes to cover everyone being gone. That's right. And we happened to use this one... Because it took place at New Year's, which is weird because it was not recorded at New Year's. It was very fun. Yeah, Skrillex is in it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not the one with the Trader Joe's. I think it is. There's, There's, Or the other one is. There's two that we did at this Dallas theater. It was very fun. And one of them has Skrillex and And the other one, I think, has Trader Joe's. Yeah. I'm not seeing Trader Joe's in this one. Cheesecake Factory. Good. More chains. More chains. No Trader Joe's. Be my Mari bro. Is a song we sing. That's pretty fun. We love Mario, I guess. We do. Um, oh, here's one. 
<laughs> Here's an episode. Episode 77. Mary Holland, Bobo Bo, the Maybe Buffalo. Live from San Francisco. Live from San Francisco. At the Independent. This is Bobo Bo, Bobo Bo. Bobo Bo, Bobo Bo. There's a fire in this. Uh, a house burns down. Yeah, all new musical with mortuary, ghosts, buffalo, shrimp, fire chiefs, and more. With songs like Tell Us, Tell Us, Tell Us, Bernie Mac, We Miss You, and Ocean <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> There's a list here that says the I top- do miss Bernie Mac and of course there's a ghost. Yeah. Types of ghosts from least to most scary. Library ghosts, mortuary ghosts, regular house ghosts, twin ghosts, Victorian house ghosts, ocean ghosts. Holy ghost doesn't go here. Mm, I don't understand what the sort of subheading is there, but maybe we're making a mean girls joke where the Holy Ghost shows up and we go, he doesn't even go here. You know, <laughs> if we didn't, we should have. Um, Episode 78, Every Place I Cry, with Ross Bryant and Nick Mandernock. Okay, so we'd already performed live as Every Place I Cry. Must have. Yeah, so we had the idea to do a podcast episode. So Every Place I Cry is our improvised emo show with Ross and Nick. And this was, we came in, and this is where we're at. Uh, Lobe, Lobe Tiger, Tiger Studios. Lobe Tiger instead of Earwolf. And, we and we've we've taken, taken over the over. studio and we're just midway through recording an album. Is this have. the one that ends with Zombie? Do we end everything with Zombie? Mm, <laughs> or is that a later one? Let's see. There's not a single song called Zombie, so I'm going to say no. Okay. That's the next one. This one has a song called Spoiler. Death. This song has a... <laughs> this one has a song called... Love at first fright. My girlfriend's got many faces. You are seen. You're rubbish. Back off. A gentleman's wager. Motown song. <laughs> song has, this has breakfast boat. <laughs> breakfast boat is good. Breakfast boat, if I recall, is a ska song. <laughs> Sail away on my breakfast boat. It's just us listing things that are, that are food. Oh my God. Weird Al, heavily influenced. Rattlesnake dick. <laughs> Polygon and Death Midas. Wow. Are the songs in this one. So that those typically have more songs because there's not like scenes and plots. So we're just like we're doing a little bit of riffing into singing a bunch of whole songs. Yes, we're 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 in characters this whole thing, but we're as these like. And we yeah. must have guitar on by now. How could we not? Yeah, we would have to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not listed on the wiki, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Guardians of the Hollywood Tower of Terror live. Rachel Bloom, seventy nine. This is live at Vulture Fest. Yes, this yes. is about um, uh, weather, like um, and like weather gods. Yes, right? but they're very waspy, and uh, but they like are talking about like how their daughter's like needs to come of age in her weather. That's right. And it's packed with mysterious elevators again. Wow. Man, elevators. Wow. Lots of a child's... Maybe your musical elevator will just be in an elevator. Yeah. It's called elevator music. That's not the worst thing. Not the worst, worst idea thing. we've ever had. Um, stole ceiling and more. Um, yeah, this one was fun. You play someone called... <laughs> Jennifer Weather. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, Lightning God. <laughs> Um, oh, because it was also in like the basement of the Roosevelt. So I right. think we were like pulling. And also all three of us are SoCal kids and all three of us love Disneyland. That's right. That's right. I play Richard the Mouse. <laughs> yes. So it has Disney, it has Disney tie-ins. And it also has Guardians of the Galaxy tie-ins because you play someone called Gun Raccoon. <laughs> 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 Gun Raccoon is great. And yes, this is because I think we probably, the origin conversation is probably about how they switched the Tower of Terror to, to the, the Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy ride. Yeah. Famously, um, 
uh, Guardians breakout. A move that people don't are feel uh, kind all kinds of ways about. Oh, I love this one. Episode eighty, Candy crushing it with Mark McConville. Oh yeah. Oh. This is a this is a crazy one. Um, this one is an all new an all new Portuguese vacation musical packed with Candy Crush, pickpockets, cops, and more. Is this not the second? Is this not the whales, this, bones, and candy? No. That, Mark McConville's on before. What's this one? Um, he had just gotten back from Portugal, I believe. It sounds right. Um, and that's all I remember. I don't remember. This one has been supplanted by his second. Yeah, his second. His not. He has a super ego appearance, but his Halloween episode with us. That's is right. Really in the brain. That's right. Hmm. They How many pages of notes, Jackie? Uh, we are at twelve. Sweet lord. <laughs> Oh 12 pages of notes <laughs> about nonsense. Episode 80. <laughs> this is pretty self-indulgent of us. Um, Do okay. you like this? Thank you for making anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us as we do this. Okay, Saltwater and Freedom Live, Sean Cullen, January 28th. This... Uh, Sketchfest. Yeah, this was this was almost sung through. Yes, and um, we had not met Sean Cullen before. He's a Canadian performer. He was Knocked like, it out of the park. He, an astounding voice, like a true, like, uh, resonant baritone near bass, like, uh, and he was booked for us and we were a little like, it's that sometimes tricky, like if people don't know exactly what they're getting in for and he was so great. But the way that this is our, our guest pianist, right? I feel like both his moves and this is Jacob Russell. Jacob Russell. Yeah. Th that there was no breaks in music, and so it became extremely sung through, and it was very fun and very good. It involved the ocean yep. and some Annie pull like pull-ins. Yeah. So the, the what's written here is a nautical musical with Merman prophecies, the HMS Daddy Ship, <laughs> songs like Enemies <laughs> Everywhere, Jam and Bricks, Blow, Megalodon, Blow, oh. some Anything Goes is coming in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I this one didn't have parody, but it certainly had like polling yeah. tropes. Yeah, it's um, I have remember I remember being like really thrilled with it when it was done. Yeah, because it sound he had like a booming voice, An incredible voice. Yeah. Um. Next, what's in a name? Episode eighty two. Luke Null. Luke Null. Um. Sweet music comedy music SNL comedy, boy. Uh, Luke Null. He like um is making really funny comedy songs. He really is. Um, this episode with multiple Brents, cold balloons, fifth grade best appetizer. Sounds right. Other songs like what dips are legit. Is this when we come up with the challenge, the ranch challenge? When does that ranch thing happen where uh, we have people like dip ran uh, something in ranch? Oh, and the peanut, peanut butter ranch challenge. Yeah. Yeah. When we have a one piece of celery and half of it has ranch and half of it has peanut butter. Yeah. Something that we that is actually not that hard to do, <laughs> but is weird. You eat one it does, it's, not, one. it's not in the hints here, so I don't know what episode that is, but I forgot that that happened until just now. Yeah. And it's called like, this is not it, but it's called like the McGarvey challenge, but that's not what it's called. Yeah. 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 We it had a name. It for sure did. Um, Night at the Natural History Museum, <laughs> episode 83. Now, is there a K there or is it just evening? Would you believe it's just evening? Oh, I wouldn't believe it. Um, this is Janet Varney and Steve Berg. This one was so much fun. This is the genesis of us all just doing Owen Wilson impressions forever and going, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> 
Good to have very simplified celebrity impressions. That's right. Um, yeah, this is a, this is Night at the Museum, but different. Yeah. Which interestingly probably inspires uh, Time Fountain. Oh, yeah, time. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> this was just called The Little Mermaid and Bryce Dallas Howard <laughs> <laughs> with Felicia Day and Colton Dunn, episode 84. I remember this one. Um, the, uh, so they were launching Voyage to the Stars, so we had two of them on one and two, two of them on the, the other. other. There's four of them, yeah. Um, and we like... There's like a bunch of friends in like a bathtub, like a uh, trying to. Oh man, um, we were just talking. Maybe was did Jurassic World just come out or something? Gosh, I don't remember. Bryce Dallas Howard is in it. She's the star of it, I think. Man, who knows? It was real fun. I was starstruck because I'm a huge Felicia Day fan, um, and Colton Dunn I also love. So it was. But real he was already fun. on Sing About Turkey, so yeah. we were used to it. This was so much fun. Felicia Day was great. Colton was great. It was fun. Everything is exactly what I need. Episode 85, Andy <laughs> Daly. Loved this one. This is a great episode. This is kids at camp or this, or the, someone's a camp counselor. There's definitely archery at some point. Yes. Um, it's sexy. Sexy archery. Searching for a summer job. Um, I hate everything. Arrow is a dick. Okay, yeah. Sexy archery. <laughs> On the special, when I eat the food... Um, yeah, there's a bird camp guide. Guinevere, an archery camp worker, is in it. Um, yeah, I think it's just like someone, there's a guidance counselor. I think people are like trying to find themselves. It is another like kids trying to find themselves. Man, Andy Daly is so funny. He's so funny. I wish He's I could remember more of what happened here because Andy Daly is a genius. And I remember this happening and being like, this episode is so Talk fun. Talk about someone who can pull off dark stuff by just like having it portrayed with the most cheery nature of all time. Well, folks, we probably all need antidepressants. You're just like, yep, that's the funny. Like there's something about his it feels sensibility. Real, yeah. yeah, that really fits. Um, episode 86, No Art in Berlin with Rebecca Johnson. This one is Chicago-esque, if I recall. Yes, yeah. Um, like the musical, not the city. Yeah. A young girl with artistic everything I do is Chicago-esque. <laughs> I showed- lived outside of it for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I went to Northwestern? Go Cats. Meow, meow, go Cats. <laughs> meow, meow, go Cats. You know they have a big rock they decorate there? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, someone shows up in the city of Berlin during the month where art is outlawed. Yeah. Again, like weird, like high concept rules stuff. This was, yeah, this was good m- pulling musical tropes too. I think that probably had a song that sounded like Cell Block Tango, but, you know, wasn't a direct riff. It yeah. just was like an homage. What's in Thrift Store 87 with uh, Sashir Zameda? Oh, this is, a, um, um, we all play clothes in a Everyone's closet. Everyone's clothes. Yeah. Zameda, Zamada, did I say that wrong? I, Sashir Zamada. Yeah, why did I say that? That's what I thought, and then I changed it in my mouth. (laughs) Sorry, Sashir. Thanks for coming to the show. You were fantastic. Yeah, this Uh, is, I think it'd been a minute since we played too many uh, uh, objects, you know, inanimate objects. But You're like, what if everyone was a sweater? Sweaters, coats, pants. Yeah, you play a very specific shawl, a pair of well-worn jeans, Margaret, a wedding dress, arachnia, a spider, I'm a raincoat, a purse. Dylan. I think maybe this isn't what happens in this one, but my feeling is that it's like one of those musicals that's a little bit less 
linear where you're like now you're going to hear the story of the wedding dress yeah. and they're all like interconnected but then you're like going to hear the tale it's like sub stories yeah, this story follows a collection of used garments and the journey of a lifetime in the family who eventually buys them I think it's a little bit brave little toastery as well well that's a tragedy mm-hmm. yeah no movie is sadder <laughs> I know I think they all get bought though I think yeah. we're rewriting it sure sounds like sounds like it uh, oh uh, 88 Douglas Wittick Tacoma Valley this has some good hip hop in it, probably. It sure does. Um, there's a bunch of hip hop going on. Uh, Packed with hacks, robots again. Twelve steps, the four hour body. Tim Ferriss facts. Hack Tacoma quickly. Find your rocky road. And a special John Mayer guitar guy rap at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we do like to rap. It is fun. What's going on in Wisconsin, 89? Gary Anthony Williams. This one was really fun. Again, a family one. Yes, and also wolves. And also farming stuff. Another beautiful voice. Scruffy wolf. Eclipse is a cow scratched out horse. I think that's a joke if we thought it was a uh, cow, but it is in fact a horse. Um, a lot more horses than I realized. A lot of horses. A lot of horses. A lot of horses and a lot of wolves. <laughs> Welcome to our, our new musical, Wolf Horse Elevator. <laughs> Where two wolves and two horses compete to see which team is the best. To see which kid can learn about their destiny in an elevator. Um, Another, like, killer voice, Gary Anthony Williams. So funny. Um, Oh, this was such a fun one, too. Episode 90, Taylor Ortega, Hang On Collider. Oh, I loved this one. This is a love story with science labs. This in a science lab, yeah. And, uh, we were talking about the large hadron, the large hadron collider a lot. Yeah, the Higgs boson particle. The Higgs boson particle. And yeah, all, another great voice. Um, any other specifics around that one? Because I really that's got good story in it. There was it's a love story. It's a love story. Um, Carol Kershaw. Maybe we're trying to name Kershaw on this one, or or I don't know if this predates Margaret. I'm not sure. Little Cork number one janitor who'd be a food scientist. Pam, Christina, Lisa. Chad who kisses the frogs. There's a bunch. Someone just wants to kiss frogs in this one. <laughs> feels on. Feels uh, on. There's always like a side scientist who's like, but guys, what, what if, if we, we did this? Frogs? Yeah. Paul. Oh, I clicked the wrong thing. Paul Shear is back for. This is like a spy one, I think. Yeah, my acquaintance. My acquaintance. Uh, episode ninety. Packed with parties, Frog Bob, again, Frog, Peter Teeter, Submarines, guest pianist, Sam Janitis. Um, yeah, this is like someone crashed in the middle of the ocean and they're yeah. trying to like rescue or something. Uh-huh. It's another spy one. It's an action one. We do action ones a lot. Um, next is Off Bell, 92, the John Gabers, Betsy Sodaro, sponsored by Taco Bell, where we thought it would be a good idea to eat hundreds of dollars worth of Taco Bell on stage <laughs> while doing a musical. And ultimately that meant letting a lot of Taco Bell just sort of sit We got on stage. way too much Taco Bell. It's also the only time that I'm aware of that someone's walked out on a show. Straight ours. up walked out and, and was on were, the stage. They were on the stage at UCB and they walked out and they're like, sorry, this is too stupid. And we were like... <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. He, wait, so you asked him why he was No, lying? We did not ask for any opinion from this man. He took a taco, was like, decided to voice his weirdness and then leave. Yeah, it was only like 15 minutes into the show and his girlfriend was like, fe- it was like an off the streeter. Uh, 
you Look, know. sometimes people don't realize what they're getting into yeah, for our no. show, and that one was particularly weird. But also, just leave. Yeah. Just be quiet and leave. Don't be weird about and it. And he did take a taco. He, yeah, that was what made it extra super weird. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did, and that's the part that stuck with me. But this is this has a song about fourth meal, and another meal is pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, this one gets, like, yep. a little blue in sure a way does. that's very fun and earned, which is like, hey... People should eat pussies, so we should sing about it. <laughs> yeah, that's worth it. Um, but it's but it's not a well we go to often. But it takes maybe a gaybris to encourage us. Just sort of like push us over there. Just to touch it every once in a yeah. while, and please touch it more than once in a while. Heyo! Heyo! <laughs> Everyone deserves pleasure. Jazz is all about the love you don't play. Everyone deserves pleasure. I'll die on that hill. Jazz is all about the love you don't play. Episode ninety three with Alice Wetterland. I love this episode. Oh, I. This is a. This is like. Oh um, yeah. This is like a straight up jazz bar, jazz musicians. It's a and shitty like a, boyfriend. And like a very toxic idiot dude. And it's it one real, of my favorite roles to play. And it also definitely was like pulling on, I think you the longest, I can't remember about Alice, but like all of us working in restaurants, it's a lot of like, I'm getting the candles clean. I'm getting the chairs up. Like, I feel like there's a lot of like getting a restaurant open that also has a jazz club in it. Yeah. There's a lot of like restaurant energy. The name of the shitty dude is pretty good too. His name is Thad. That's that sounds like a you name. Okay, Thad. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can feel it. Yeah, yeah that's Thad. Uh, Oscars, I barely know her. Paul, oh, this is Super Ego. Paul F. Tompkins, Matt Gorley, Jeremy Carter, and Mark McConville. This is the first Super Ego. We have them on individually before we have them together. That is uh, people trying to get to the Oscars. Right. And, and in, someone gets trapped in a bathroom and has to crawl out a small window. Correct. It, it, it gets, it gets <laughs> like detail, heisty almost. The details that stay are very wild. Yeah. I mean, like, but that's what this is for is like what stuck with you. Because yeah. now that the word, the space where the wiki doesn't often have as much of what's going on, um, an animated film. <laughs> they the sto- the, they witnessed the zero to hero story of an animated film, <laughs> Grumpy Mumps. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that Grumpy Mumps. Yeah, and they learned the lesson of friendship and family. Sure, super ego legends. Love to have them. Um, ninety five. Jamie Dembo's back. Your future bride. Oh, maybe this is the one where people in a. This must be where they're all hiding in a wedding. Correct. Dress. This is the one with three kids in a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other one's teachers in a classroom, but this one is three kids in a wedding dress. Um, That's just so good. Yes. I think it's like a reveal, right? Where it's like, <laughs> where it's a whole song, right? Three kids in a wedding dress. We have like a, a song called like Here that. Comes the Bride, Three Kids as a Bride. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the bride, three kids as a bride. We are three kids and we're hiding inside. Right? It's got to be something like and that. It wasn't. That's also. And, and was the plot of this that they were that, like we were following them or was were there other characters? This one just says musical packed with great hair, a drunk psychic and three kids in a wedding dress. So your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, okay. We'll make it to 100 for sure, folks. Episode 96, Summerstock. Oh, this is Joel Kim Booster. Oh, this is funny. This is this has like a, this has a ghost. This has a ghost. This has which it, like vague Phantom of the Opera ghost vibes. Yes, but at like a camp. It's like a boy who died during summer stock. Who's like packed with horny ghosts. Yeah. Stage managers, possible murder plot. Songs like Who Lost Their Virginity. Kate's gonna manage it all. There's a stage manager character yes. that we love. Um, it's this is a this is a love song to theater. This is also. Uh, Sean Matthew made the great poster to commemorate our hundredth. So certain characters I remember by like this one is on the poster. The like, ghost. The ghost. The ghost. The yeah. The horny theater ghost. Yeah. Yes. 
That's right. Um, episode ninety-seven. Some of these names, huh? Some of these big-time names. I know. Briga's back. Episode ninety-seven. Briga healing. Air supply live. This, this was live at Dynasty Typewriter. This was very fun. It was, I remember, a uh, very tight musical, and it's like about um, MLMs and Ponzi schemes. Yep. <laughs> Pyra- uh, it's like uh, Pyramid Schemes, the musical. Um, so much sawdust, hotel cookies, and more. We love a song about food. 98, Knights of the Wow Table, hmm. with Demi Adijuibe and Miel Bredeau. Knights of the so this is a an Arthur story. Yeah, dragons, lizards, squires. This is a straight up like um, medieval. Yeah, which we will come to more in the future, but I think we haven't done a lot up to this point. Yeah, I think this, this sounds of, like maybe the first one. Do a lot of fantasy later. These uh, uh, punch up the jam in its early days when it was still hosted by these talented folks. Incredible show. Um, maybe still incredible. I just only listened when it was them. They're my friends. Sorry, that's just me. Um, oh, this one is a, a some fan favorite, Mirage a Trois, episode ninety nine with Lucas Hazlitt. This has a camel. This has a this has a lot of weird things. This has a camel. This has like weird ancient magic. Yes. This has like curses. Um, this one has a, a chorus that I'm pretty proud of. Nom nom nom. I'm going to eat your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, scary camels. A chronicler. We like to have people like the chronicler, the whatever. We're getting fantasy in a song called "Boy Debate." <laughs> <laughs> Were you reading uh, uh, the King Killer Chroniclers at the time? I don't. Yeah, think- I would have already finished it by then. I don't think I was in it yet. Maybe he. I think I would be. I would not be surprised if Lucas brought the the detail of. Chronicler. We are now in the phase of the show where we are bringing on multiple people from the TV show American Princess. Yeah. <laughs> we brought in Jamie Dembo. We've got Lucas. Uh, we got another one coming up in a bit. But first, we have episode 100, which of course is Cats, Cats 2. two. <laughs> <laughs> which we have learned from our episode 52. We don't bring all the people in individually. We bring them in one at a time, let them do a song, and then send them home. And did we improvise connective tissue? We did, right? We're like, and now bring to the stage this cat. We did. After the fact, right? Where we had the list and we'd be like, oh, this little cat, yes, loves cars. Like yeah, we may have done it right after each of one of them did their song. Yeah, and then we did just the two of us an intro song and an outro song. Right. Um, Ross Bryant, Scott Ackerman, Jamie Dembo, John Gabris and Betsy Sodaro, John Hartman, Mitra Jahari. Oh my gosh, Gabris and Betsy's is is also very dirty, right? Yeah, they I'm, like give each other oral sex while standing up. I'm but- sure I can find the list of the cats, which is actually probably what I should be looking for. Uh, Tawny, Newsom, Nicole Parker, Carl Tart, Pop Tompkins. Here are the songs. Uh, <laughs> Tim, the cat that is planning a trip to New York. <laughs> uh, I think that's Scott. Ringtails the can, the cat who's definitely not a raccoon. Um, Ross. Slemony Lickett, the cat with the always hurt nose. Um... <laughs> Uh, Lexapronaceous, the clinically depressed cat who is too anxious. Toonie and Butts, Cartwheel 69. <laughs> That's Davis and Betsy. This car is Toonie and Butts, the Cartwheel 69 cats. Uh, Citrusta, the edible arrangement cat. It's edible arrangements again. Uh, not, never brought up by us, but always brought up. Burnerella, the cat who always gets burned. Bumble grabs, the cat who drives a kite. That's Carl. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no, it's not. 
Um, Uncle Mittenfuss, the cat who fixes your cat car. Yeah. That's him. Uh, Stumbleshins, the pregnant bedrest cat. That's Nicole Parker when she is actively pregnant. pregnant. Man, what a wild thing. That was fun. That's an example of us just doing a sequel of something. Yep. Just cats too. And that's a non-linear. It sure is. Okay, we're at episode 100 now. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot left. (laughs) Time found doesn't even start until 186. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think it's still... There's a whole other year in studio. Sweet Lord. Yeah. <laughs> we did a lot of these, Jessica. I know. 300 is actually so many more than I lot. thought. Why did we think we could do this in one episode? I don't. That's almost 300 things. It's almost 300. 300 episodes almost is almost 300, 300 things. Episodes. That's crazy. This oh. is wild. I don't know if I could. For, I mean, I guess I'm not forcing anyone to listen to anyone, but three of these that are three hours long each. Um, There's probably some air that this is probably two and a half. Yep. Which that I I've listened to podcast episodes yeah, that long. Sure. Um, but I think it might be nice for them to be we might be able to do the other one as one. We we might be able to go faster. We did a lot of chatting up top. We were really mm-hmm. feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about Bo Burnham. We were so young then. Yeah. We were so young then. Now we're old. If you've made it this far, wow. Hi. Hi. We love you very much. And but go actually, to bed. Hi. Go to bed. Please go to sleep. Just start it over again and you'll really fall asleep this time because you'll, you've heard all the things we've said already. All right. We're going to see I you. I did scream really loud in this episode that we said is maybe a sleep one for people, but I'm going to go back and edit the screams to be quiet and in the background. Yeah, you pulled the mic away. Am I going to edit this? Brett, come back. (laughs) We'll find out. But I do, I think we're, I think we're at it. Yeah. I think that's a nice stopping point. I think this is a nice stop. 150 is going to feel way longer than just a little bit more. I agree. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be 50 more episodes. Yeah. Could be an hour and a half more if we if we need to go by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be, and we can't do that not right now. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Okay, um, so, as we say at the end of every episode oh of uh, of on book of the 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 scripted musical it's a time, project. A time for new traditions. So we'll do this old tradition. Um, we can do a new tradition. No, I don't know what that would be though. I can't think of it right now. Here, let's do it differently. Okay, as we say at the end of every episode of on book. Yes. yes. That's, That's a, a book. book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Bye. Uh-oh. <laughs>